Welcome to Fly Cool Shit. Fly Cool Shit. A podcast about flying cool shit. Join us weekly where we talk about aerobatics, warbirds, tailwheel flying, unique aircraft, and much, much more. Let's start the show. You're cleared into the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome to Fly Cool Shit, episode 12. What's up, Petro? What's up, Mark? Chilling, chilling. Yeah. Drinking a glass of uh, Chardonnay, which is not usually my jam, but... Are you going with the white? It was cold. You got the whites. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest white wine fan, like New World Whites. Not to not to divulge into a wine podcast, but... Yeah. Um, it's yeah. funny, my mother-in-law opened up a nice bottle of... Like, a nice bottle of Carnera Chardonnay from uh, Claude of All. And uh, it's really good Chardonnay, but she didn't drink a single sip of it. And so like when we left, she's like, here, you want the bottle? I'm like, okay. Yeah. And please. so I've just been like taking little sips. Yeah. Like I got a, pod- yeah. I got a podcast coming out and um, I need this now. <laughs> give it. Yeah. Give, give, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give it, <laughs> I need. <laughs> give it here, grandma. <laughs> yeah. Give me the juice. <laughs> Oh my god. Exactly. Just yeah, I got some mini chocolate chip cookies from Whole Foods and some Chardonnay, man. Life is good. Yeah. Isn't that one of the things you're supposed to do is like uh chocolates and wine? That's red wine though, right? Red wine dark chocolate. Something like that. Yeah. You can the funny thing about pairing food to wine and and sweets to wine is uh, so much of it is utter horseshit. It's like there's there's pairings that work really well together, but then there's things that like people like, oh, you're supposed to eat, you know, fish and drink white wine or eat, you know, red meat with red wine. Like a lot of those kind of parallels or, or comparison or, or yeah. um, pairings are are kind of bullshit. I there's, think it, there's things that work. I, I'm glad you said that because when I go out, like if I go to a steakhouse or whatever, I usually don't get red wine because I, I hate drinking red wine and, and having steak. I feel like it takes away from my steak. Like who gives a shit about the wine at that point? You know, I, I hear that. Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, so I'll get and like, that's the thing too is like, I'll get like a nice, yeah, you know, like a nice 2020 bottle of Diet Coke with lime. There you go. And, you know, have the, my, the have 2020 Diet Coke. Yeah, it's a good vintage. It's really good. Vintage. Good year. Yeah. Yeah. The trick is they got to keep the bottles constantly chilled. If they ever get warm, it's just toast. It's it, gross. Yeah it, yeah. it turns. It turns. What can I say? I, I've, I've <laughs> sent back Diet Coke because it's, it's not chilled enough. Like, oh, uh, you know, this is room temperature. I don't I don't do room temperature Diet Coke. I've never had a problem with the temperature of my Diet Coke, but I've sent it back when there's some of that stuff in the brim, you know, before you pop the top. Oh, yeah. Like a dirty can. Yeah. Like, you know, like, come on, I'm going I'm coming to your establishment. The least you can do is just take a dirty rag and, you know, wipe it down for me for, you know, go to the bathroom, grab a towel, wipe it clean and then bring it out to me. And what's the deal? You know, all these, you know, some, you know, Diet Coke sommeliers that are out there. Why do they have to top, you know, like flick the top almost like top on the top before they pop it? <laughs> like that does nothing. They're just trying to it's impress us. Luck. They're just trying to impress us. Yeah. I usually. Exactly. Yeah. I make them save the, uh, the piece that opens it. You know, I smell that first. I make them take that, you know, <laughs> you bend it, bend it back and forth like 10 times. They take it off. They give it to me. I smell it. You know, and then I give him the the old nod, like, all right, 
they open it and then they 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 start handing you the can and then you go, you hold up your hand and you say <laughs> no no I want to smell the top first and then they kind of look at you and and then you you watch them with really leering eyes as they move that top back and forth until it breaks off and most and then the- you place you. you Hold your hand out and they place it in your hand. Yeah. And most of the time, you know, then they know they're dealing with a professional. Then they know. Exactly. You know, and I don't. Yeah, act, they know. I, they know not to fuck around. We're not yeah. fucking playing here. No. And I don't ask for a lemon. I get a lime. That's the level that I'm on right now with Diet Coke. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a nice soothing taste. You know, it's it's silky almost. It's nice. I All the viewers out there, you should try it. You know, you might have to. I like it. You might have to get a palate for it, but, you know, it'll come. It's an acquired taste. It is. It is. But you you learn. It's an acquired well. taste. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing. Good. I like it. I'm doing good. You're doing good, huh? Yeah. Dude, life is good, man. Um, we're recording kind of in the evening, which is uh, I I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind. Kids kids are watching Harry Potter, and I think it's probably close to your bedtime now. It is so out hard there in the East Coast. Find time, you know, with kids. Yeah. And work and you know, so whenever we have time, we usually just. Like today, we were supposed to record four hours ago. Then I came home and like three or four pieces of siding from we had a, you know, some wind come through. Is it a big storm? No, not really. It was just windy. And I guess it just got underneath and caught it and lifted it up. So I was pulling in my driveway and I just, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to fix this. So never ends, dude. I know like um, so many people can relate to hearing this. But like if if you're if you're listening to this and you're not and you're not adulting, as your day-to-day life, like meaning like home ownership, kids, husband, wife, whatever. Like just when you think you plan something, you're like, Oh, I'm going to get five minutes or 10 minutes, or I'm going to get an hour to just fart around or do whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Something inevitably (laughs) always comes up. Yeah. And then my garbage cans from from the wind blew down. I don't know what you would do. I guess I'm kind of a bad neighbor. Um, so some of the, some of the trash came out of the can, you know, I got, all the bags I put back in the can before the guys came, but then there was like a cardboard box, but it was a, it had to be at least 50 yards away, 40 at, at the least, but, and it was on one of my neighbor's properties, but that neighbor was selling his house. And I don't know if he was still in there or, the, but it was on, would you have got, I mean, and it was like a little bit, of, it was like 10 pieces of different cardboard, not big, like the size of your hand, like scattered, but there's no proof that it came from my garbage because everybody else's cans were all over the place. Would you have picked that up? I didn't. You're saying 40 yards? Yeah, 30. It, it was kind of like 50, 15 yards away. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one yard away. Literally, it's a neighbor. It's one yard next door. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it depends on my day. If I'm feeling really good, I'm loving the earth. I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm feeling myself. I'm like, you know. No, it was like overcast. Uh, it was overcast, light rain, cold. And my, oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I just went inside, right? Just t- turn the blind eye. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not my not my cardboard. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Everybody's got cardboard these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got cardboard. Sorry. Sorry, guy. I, I don't know, man. It's got like my address on the shipping. Label. <laughs> <laughs> Property of yeah. Jeff Petroselli. Ship direct to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I got there. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not mine. Why do you have my no, trash? It says your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you got my trash, you wacko? <laughs> yeah. Are you going through my trash, yeah. asshole? Yeah. P- pick it up then. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Can Can you bring it back to me? 
I was looking for that. Yeah. It's mine. Maybe I should You're just stealing my trash. I'll just put my flight helmet on and walk around my neighborhood and then nobody will bother me. They'll just think I'm some wacko. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about helmets today. We're going to talk about helmets. I'm really pumped because this is a uh, this is almost like there's there's a lot of good topics on this as far as what what I like and what I've used. And I'm sure you gotten into it and tried out what you like and what you use. But, you know, helmets yeah. is almost like that. You have a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. And, you know, the devil's telling you you don't need a helmet. And the angel's like, well, you know, what if this happens? You should, you know, wear a helmet. And I think it's a great discussion. I really do. Because you can you can argue both sides. Obviously, I, you know, I wear a helmet, you wear a helmet and we've made that yeah. choice. But a lot of the non-helmet wearers, I've heard some, you know, some pretty good points from. Yeah. And, you know, I'll say this. I, I, you know, I got, <laughs> I got labeled as like the, the helmet guy online, uh, which is, it makes me laugh so hard because I think they're jealous. I'm it's still, jealousy. that's what I think. Well, it's, it's funny because I'm still pretty anti-helmet. And I, I'm I'm happy to talk about why I'm, I'm not anti-helmet, but I'm not I I don't wear a helmet because I love the way they look. Yeah, nobody wears. You know, a, nobody wants to wear a helmet in 90 degree weather. You know, no, dude, I wore a helmet from Florida to California. Yeah, yeah, you never like, know. I, it wasn't wasn't because I wanted to to look cool. You know, um, what helmet are you using right now? So I'm using the Lift AV1 um, helmet from Lift Aviation. And uh, I'll give a shout out to Todd Lentz and Jackson and everybody over at Lyft. They're, they they are awesome. Yeah. They, uh, gosh, it's been maybe two years now. Um, they sent me a helmet. Just I was like, hey, if you ever want, you know, a helmet review done. Um, and that time I owned a, a Pilot X. I think. Um, I, I think I owned a Pilot X and maybe something else, mm-hmm. like an HGU or something, HGU fifty five. And uh, Todd was like you know what? Sure. Make a, make a video review. And you know, you know, if you like it, promote it. And there's so many things that like, I don't get sent very many things, um, but there's so many things that like, if I use it and like it, I really whore the shit out of it. You'll tell a hundred people. Yeah. And, and so I did. And so I think that's kind of where I like, I'm synonymous with helmets now. Um, and I think it's largely in due because of that. Uh, largely uh, do because of that. Yeah. Um, I really like that helmet. I, I I have, I own two of them now. Um, why do you have two? Why? Why do you have two? Of the yeah. Same why? <laughs> um, so I had a wild hair. I'll tell you why. Um, so I, I, both of my helmets are lift helmets. I sold my other helmets. Um, I've gone through a lot of helmets I, and I've, I've been like this with everything, whether it's helmets, uh, gloves, shoes, because we're going to talk about shoes, and and it, I think we could probably have a whole podcast on shoes. We should do. I think shoe, you would agree. Shoes and gloves. Yeah, yeah, we could do shoes and gloves as an as a podcast. Yeah. Um, car detailing stuff, like whatever whatever I'm into, I really like to buy a lot of them and then um try for myself. So I'll buy and sell things a lot, and it doesn't mean that they're bad or that I didn't necessarily like them. But I'm just like, okay, I bought like you know headphones. Headphones is a great example. I, I have 10 pairs of like A&R wireless headphones, you know, cause I just, I just want to try them and see what I like. And so it's, is it costly? Yeah, <laughs> it's really costly. Oh my God, um, You're spending like 150 at least on each pair, right? At least, at least. Yeah. So, um, how I kind of came to lift was Todd was kind enough to send me a, a, a helmet for review. Uh, they, they kind of come without comms. 
and you can either add your comms or wear something underneath. So like there's not really room to wear um, a, clarity. Like a, a David Clark headset, <clears throat> but a clarity. Yeah. Clarity. Um, so I use my clarity it is okay. And I'm like, you know, I don't really like the microphone pushing into the side of my cheek. Yeah. Uh, kind of created a pressure point on my jaw. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to build this thing up. And so I did. And so I, um, I've built, gosh, cause I've, I've, I've built helmets for friends. Uh, I've built like five or six of these lifts, uh, now, um, like completely like, um, A&R CEP, uh, the whole deal. And what are you putting um, in it? But, are you putting bows or light speed? No. So, um, bows and light speed, um, you can't use CEP with, uh, it's just the way the wiring of the, of the ear cups is, um, you have to use active headsets. So, um, headsetsinc.com is where you can get the active headset stuff. Okay. And I think they, it's, it's kind of a rudimentary in our setup, but it, it works well. And you don't have any problem um, without CEP. It's when you're fine. doing like tumbling or, you know, when the, when the seal gets broken, you know, when the ear seal, no, because I've heard like horror no, stories when that happens. If the seal ever breaks, then the A and R just it just drives you nuts. So when I first got my Pilot X, um, and I'll come back to why I landed on Lyft, um, and it's not just because they sent me a helmet. I promise you that. Because I would if I would have reviewed that helmet and thought it was dog shit, I would have just dumped it. I would have sold it. Well, you have two. They gave it to me for free. So, and I have two. So, uh, I th- this is where my OCD kicks in. Is I I liked this helmet so much that I, I wanted to have a second in case the other one broke. And is like it a, in is case it a light? Mic broke or is it a light helmet compared to the Pilot X? Yes. The light, the Pilot X is a really light helmet, but there's not a lot there. Um, I don't have to tell you, there's not a lot of padding in the Pilot X. No, it comes from, um, it's a pretty bare bones. Yeah. Pretty bare bones helmet. But um, yeah, so um, these are really plush interior or liners. But I want to get back to your your question about the um, the A and R. So yeah. when I was using the Pilot X, um, I got the Pilot X with A and R and CEP. So basically the same setup as my lifts: active headsets, A and R, CEP, um, and that combination works really nice because um, in loud airplanes where like you want some active noise reduction, um, because it's a loud environment. Yeah, the CEPs really aid in. You know, if if the seal is not good, you're not going to notice it. And then you get really crystal clear um, clarity through the CEP. It's a weird combination to have because you you think, OK, I'm sticking an earplug. Uh, and for those who don't know, CEP is basically a clarity aloft ear tip. So or or an earplug that has a speaker in it. So if you don't know any of these types of headsets like clarity aloft, halo, um, I think Faro makes one like this, where basically you you squeeze a little memory foam ear tip that has a speaker, and you put it in your ear. And so um, they're not active noise reduction; they're basically passive noise reduction um, through you know um, outside noise and what, suppression. What was the name with of that, that company that, you're using again? Active CEP. Oh, for the A and R. Yeah, yeah. Active headsets. Um, it headset or it, it's headsetsinc.com, I believe, and the company is. At, I don't know why it's headsets Inc. And then like their A&R is called active headsets. Um, <clears throat> but basically it's like, it's a, like I said, it's pretty rudimentary in there in terms of like, it's not a nice Bose with the, you know, the, the dual sided, you know, volume control knob. You can control Bluetooth. It's like a, like a really eighties looking battery box kind of thing. <laughs> um, my extra, my extras panel powered. So I don't use that. 
that box in my airplane. But when I fly somebody else's airplane, I'll bring the the battery box to uh, you know, to pair the or to power the ANR. But um, you know, at first you would think like, okay, well I have ANR, why do I need a CEP? And and it's kind of to touch on your point. Um, what what does your Pilot X have? Does it have ANR and CEP? No, it's just got a regular uh, passive, and then I have CEP. Oh, it's passive. Yeah, gotcha. Which is that's a to- that's a you know probably honestly as far as like noise reduction, I'm not sure there would be that big of a difference uh, with the active noise reduction versus passive with when you're using CEP. Um, but it's nice to you know fly an airplane that's like not very loud and not use the CEP. Um, although I just I just tend to use it all the time now because. When when you get into an airplane and you use ANR and CEP and the airplane's quiet, and this is probably my f- one of my favorite attributes to the helmet is um, I don't get fatigued from the noise at all. Yeah, um, I mean, super quiet. So that's we were talking the other day too, and as far as ear tips with the CEP, that you know I mm-hmm. switched and everybody I spoke to, I don't think you tried it, but a couple of the other guys that we were talking to had tried it. It's a they called it a <clears throat> triple flange. Um, uh-huh. you're thinking, I tried those. Oh, you did. I forgot. And I loved it. I I've thought it was way better than the foam tips because the foam tips, you know, they get dirty and then whatever you got on your fingers before you squeeze them, putting your decades on it and it just wears on it. And a couple of times I actually had the tip get stuck in my ear because they never, yeah. you know, they got to get like needle nose pliers, some bullshit and pull them out. And yeah, these triple it's super scary too. I've had that happen. Oh, and if you push it into, oh God, it's like the worst. And, um, yeah, so like the triple flange was great because they stick to the, uh, this EP, whatever that, you know, little like nipple on it or whatever. And yeah. anytime, you know, I have a bunch of pairs that are cheap as shit, but you just put them in boiling water to clean them up a little bit and you're good to go. So you don't have to keep flying with like these foam tips that got all your earwax and all this other crap on it. Um, and I love it. It's- so I haven't tried those tips with the helmet uh, CEP, but I went through this. I went through that whole process when I bought my clarity a lot. Cause I'm like, okay, the ear tips are kind of expensive. They're annoying and they wear out for all the reasons you just said. I mean, like if you have oil or anything on your fingers, yeah, anytime you, you crush that tip, it, it breaks it down. It breaks down the memory foam and, and you know, memory foam is supposed to be memory foam. It's supposed to last, right? Like, I have a memory foam mattress that I've had for 10 years and it's phenomenal. Yeah. And these tips just wear out where like they break down, they don't hold them, you know, it is what it is, but yeah. And then when you're doing it, when you're squishing them, now you're for me, like everything's got a, not, I wouldn't say perfect, but I try to have, you know, a structure to when I get in the airplane and with the foam tips, I always felt rushed putting them in because you squeeze them and then you're like, Oh, I got to get them in before they expand. So it's like the proper feel. And then you're holding them and you're like, did they expand yet? Or, okay, I guess they're good. You know, and, and if you don't get them in right, like you get one kind of cockeyed or one doesn't yeah, feel right, like you feel it, it, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So I switched yeah. to, the, to the triple flange on that. And then um, I was actually at nationals in 19 and I was uh, talking to Rob a little bit and the, you know, the wire with the CEPs, you know, it's like really uh, low, you know, light gauge and everything. So mine had broken yeah. one of my ears. I lost one of the ears and I was looking at his helmet and what he did is uh really cool. He got on stage like music concert ear earpieces. And at first I'm like, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on this, but you know, you could, if you wanted to spend that kind of money, but there's, I brought, I bought a brand. It was about 110 bucks or whatever. 
Um, I'll find out the name and say it next podcast. But um, so I got them and they sit flush in your ear and I put that triple flange thing on it. And now the wire goes, you know, goes forward and then around your ear. So I had a lot of like irritating on my ear. I'm pointing to my ear right now as I'm talking like people are looking at me. <laughs> um, so now instead of the wire coming down and you know how it used to irritate like that bottom lobe of your ear sometimes. Yeah. So now the wire goes around the back of your <clears throat> ear and you get no irritation whatsoever. It's really nice. And the sound is, I wouldn't say the sound is no, it's, it's not noticeably better, maybe a little bit, but it's not night and day, but it's just more, a heck of a lot more comfortable to wear. Interesting. I'd love to see this because um, I'm not, you know, sometimes I'll listen to Bluetooth music with a an adapter. Um, this headset, this A&R setup's not Bluetooth, but um, I'll, I'll plug in like a Bluetooth adapter from Faro and listen to music like if I'm flying solo and like the quality, like you, you listen to Bose bluetooth oh audio god, and you're so like oh my god it's it's so good like it i have a bose pro flight too it probably is better because <clears throat> you know it's got more bass in it i mean the cep's don't have anything no they have nothing um i'd be really curious to see what you use um that's cool because i i have um my i have another set of ceps that like one of them it kind of sh- it's kind of shorting so every once in a while it'll cut out um and i might sacrifice those and try um yeah the other you know doing the other route the other cool thing about the in-ear monitors is that um say like one of them fail like if you're one of your ceps fails at a contest or a nationals like minded you're kind of screwed because i mean maybe you could borrow one but you know something's different at that point and that's going to fuck you up but with the on stage you can get just a regular well maybe not the new iphone um ear plugs or whatever but Whatever that uh, I always forget the name of the uh, plug. It's like a 0.33 or something like that size plug. Um, just a regular, you know, plug-in headset type of thing, and you can just plug that in. Oh, your so helmet. he changed. Yeah, he, you guys changed the the actual the jack plug-in on the helmet. Yeah, exactly. I got oh, got out, yeah, got out my soldering kit. They actually, um, I should have done a little more research on it. I kind of jumped the gun and got got all excited. Um, they make a adapter CEP, or I guess that's the name of the company. They make an adapter where it is basically the same attachment that's on the CEP helmets or whatever. And it okay. goes to a 0.33, you know, the Jack I'm talking about or the plug I'm talking about. Like right? 0.5 millimeter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like a headphone, like a standard headphone jack. Yeah, they make an adapter. So get the adapter. Don't do what I did and take apart your whole helmet to do a couple of soldering joint. You know, it's just, that's a lot of work and you don't need to do it. So they make, they make a CEP to 3.5. Yeah. Really? So I wish I would have done it because I'm just waiting for my shitty craftsmanship to fail in my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, honestly, that's, it's, it's, that's why I'm like, dude, like, why do I have two helmets? You know, like if, if something breaks, like put a headset on, you know, like I have a clarity loft pro I have, you know, David Clark, whatever I, I, whatever. But like, it's, it's so funny. You're right. Like once you get used to the setup, like you don't want to be without it. Yeah. And that's, that's literally why I'm like, cause I did have, I had a microphone short on one of my helmets one time and it, um, I had to cancel the flight cause I had nothing else with me. And then I'm like, well, crap. Now I got to order a microphone or, or try to figure out like if it's wiring or whatever, how long is this going to take? How long does it take for me to get a mic? 
I'm, I'm without my helmet. Now I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, this is a piece of safety equipment. Also, right? Yeah. Like, we haven't even we haven't even touched on the, the the fact that it's a piece of safety equipment. Um, but yeah, like, do I want to be without it now? And that's yeah. that's a really funny. Um, and now you're I went through a really distracted transition. Now. now you're all distracted, and you're you know you're not really focusing on the flying, which what you should be doing. So. Um, I'm on the uh, the internet yeah. now, so it was wet. I bought the Weststone W E. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. W E S T O N E. So right now they're they went okay. up they went up a little bit. So the cheapest one, and there's probably a couple other good manufacturers. Um, they're 150, and then like we were talking about, you can get ones. The highest one right now is 650. So I got the 151, and. I, I love it too. I really do. Cause the CEPs that wire used to irritate the fuck out of me all the time. My ears, I, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I mean, it took me a long time to figure out how to f- fit them properly. Um, and the wire doesn't bug me so much. It's if I, if I get a plug, if I get a tip, not compressed, right. Yeah. And it goes in my canal funny. Like it, there's just, there is, you know, it's not, um, CEP is not, uh, without its faults for sure. And it's maybe not for everybody, but, um, the, you know, these setups work really well. Yeah. Uh, passive and, and CEP is fine. You know, A&R and CEP is fine. Um, you know, I see more and more people like spe- speaking of lift specifically, because, you know, lift seems to be selling a lot of helmets lately and at least on, you know, on the airbag pilots page, um, for whatever reason, you know, people are buying lift over other brands and lift does do light, sp- the light speed, um, H mod for, for helmets. And then the Bose a 20 setup, um, flighthelmets.com is the one that does all their, their, all the common installations for lift are through flighthelmets.com. And, um, you can't do CEP with them and the ANR is great on the Bose, but you know, like your airplane's loud. My airplane's fucking loud. Yeah. You know? So like a lot of these airplanes, like the, the ANR just gets overpowered. Yeah. That's you know, the, it really uh, does. It does. And, that's why I never really, I just heard so many stories from the guys flying unlimited. Um, not necessarily the, the guys now, just some of the ones I'm friends with from, you know, the early two thousands and they were trying everything and anything. In fact, one of the headsets that they said worked really well was a Bose series one. It's, it's really, it's really cool looking now. Actually, it's really squared off, very stealth looking. It's super retro. Yeah. They, yeah. they said that that one worked the best and obviously they don't make them anymore, but you can try to find one unused. Um, yeah, that was, that was before they did the, um, the Bose X. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's the A20 now and then there was the X and then that series one, I think was before that. Yeah. The X is terrible. Have you ever used that? I used to own, that was one of my first A&R headsets. Um, I didn't, I never used it. Oh, I take, maybe I did use it in the pits um, and I couldn't use it. It was, it, you couldn't use it. Yeah. Now we, used when to did, use- so when did you start wearing a helmet? Um, that's a really cool question. And it's a long story. Um, so I used to start, I started off with using a David Clark with a Peroni mesh, you know, like that white mesh. Yeah. Uh, it was great because in, you know, in the heat you used to breathe a little bit. It was cool. Um, and then that's when I was flying a Super D and then I got the two, the extra 200 and I was still using it. And when I bought the first 200, I got with the sale came with a Gentex, uh, the 55. Yeah. So I was using that on and off, but it was heavy. It was really super heavy. 
and um, it didn't have the visor on it. And I don't know. I just never really, it wasn't really comfortable. The person who had it, I think I needed a size up is what it came to. Um, it was just a little tight on me. So I went back to using the David Clark and, you know, you, I'm sure a lot of people out there have, you try like all these mods, like with the headband or you like, you super glue a button to the ear cup and try to, you know, retrofit a strap and the chin strap. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's tried everything, but you know, under high G high negative G it's always going to flop over or flop forward. So, um, so I was using the Peroni and then, um, one day I was flying, I actually had a canopy fail on me and I got really lucky and that's a story for another time. But um, I want to hear about that, dude. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, we should actually have one of the guys from Southeast Air on to talk because that's a really informative. Um, basically, what happened is um, it's not really a long story. I had a um, if you're familiar with extras, there's a window. Um, well, not on yours, but <laughs> there's a there's a little reach in window <laughs> and um, there's six or eight. I forget the amount of these screws that hold it, hold the, uh, the screws, the, the whale, the rail in. So. One of the screws, when I bought the, it was like this when I bought the airplane and I was young and one of the, somebody over tightened the screw. There was about a three quarter to an inch long crack that was stop drilled and epoxied. So again, it was stop drilled and epoxied, which everybody told me, oh, that's fine. Don't worry. It was stop drilled and epoxy. You're safe. It was a, it was repaired by, you know, whatever AMP. It's good. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was flying sportsman and I started moving into intermediate and I was working on snaps and I'll never forget it. I was just trying to get a good rotation on it and I wasn't really um, letting the airplane, I wasn't getting deep enough in the stall. So um, I'm like, I'll come back around and I'm just going to get really deep in one just to get it to auto rotate. And if you've flown extras and, and snapped them, you know, there's a really special sound that they make once it starts to auto rotate. It's almost like a whistle. And yep. I remember hearing that whistle and then all of a sudden all, not the rail. So only the glass, every, all of the glass exploded out of the, uh, there was nothing left besides the rail. And it was really weird because Jesus. yeah, it was really weird because, you know, outside and inside pressure is totally different. So I remember it like somebody, I couldn't even breathe. I couldn't breathe. I had like no air in me. So it felt like I just got the wind knocked out of me. And, um, you know, after a couple of seconds, it was really no big deal because the airplane was still flying fine. And um, I had flown some other stuff with open cockpit, so I wasn't really too unfamiliar with having wind. So um, I landed. And then when I landed, um, the what was damaged? The rudder was damaged. The horizontal stab was damaged. Obviously, the, the whole canopy was all fucked up. But I looked at my headset and I had this like quarter inch little nick in the, in the ear cup. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to always wear a helmet from this point on because that was just by the pure grace of God that I didn't die because it would have just knocked me out. And, you know, I wouldn't have even felt anything at that point. So that's scary as shit, dude. Yeah. And there's so many people out there. Um, and there's probably countless stories that I don't that we don't even know where canopies have failed, you know, especially canopies failing and they hit the pilot in the head and they get knocked out and. Um, you know, unfortunately somebody, somebody dies and that's, yeah. that's when it's like, well, what's, you know, to me, it's, if I can limit my risk flying aerobatic, you know, aerobatics, if I can limit everything as far as always having enough fuel, doing a really good, you know, spending an extra five minutes pre-flighting, um, not chintzing on maintenance, wearing a helmet, 
if all these things bring down the statistics of something happening, then why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, you should always know that yeah. something could go wrong. So why not try to limit your your risk? And that's how I feel with helmets. It's, you know, I don't, you know, when we're doing like a training camp out West in August and it's a hundred something degrees and there's sweat just dripping as soon as you close the canopy, it fucking sucks. It just it absolutely blows. It's the worst. But, yeah, you know, God, I hope that I never, you know, I hope that at the end of my flying career, um, aerobatic flying career, um, I guess it would be kind of a cool thing to say. I where you could be like, I never should have wore a helmet. Well, that should be, you know, that should be a good thing. So, well, what's funny is a lot of people make that that distinction of like, well, your chances of needing it, like, you know, are are low. That's it's like then the why funny wear a thing is we, why wear a parachute. That exactly. So like, we hopefully knock. I'm gonna knock on wood. Sorry for the sorry for the the bouncing in the uh, the mic here. Knocking on wood. Exactly. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, you know, we don't have to use our parachutes or a helmet, but th- nobody ever scoffs at wearing a helmet. I'm sorry, uh, a parachute. Nobody ever questions. Oh, uh, you know, like, I mean, your chances of needing it are slim, so let's not use one. I net from people that aren't complete fucking morons. I never hear that, that narrative, right? You might hear some people like, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Have, have, has marked. Young, young, budding, aerobatic lover Mark back in the day, solo and legal, done aerobatics without a shoot. Maybe, maybe I've done a loop and a roll here and there, you know, but, um, what I, what I do, the aerobatics that, I mean, and my level doesn't compare to your level, but even at my level, what I do aerobatics without a shoot now at all, never. Yeah. Never. And you know, what's weird Um, is you can talk to like, you go up to any aerobatic plane, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, from a Satabria to... Well, I wouldn't say stop right because a lot of people use those and don't wear parachutes just for cross country, non aerobatic. But just go up to somebody in like, um, I don't know, an extra, like a $300, right? Who flies a lot of competition and be like, oh, <laughs> have you ever flown your extra without a parachute? And they'd probably look at you, you know, most of the time they look at your cross eyed, like, what? Why? You know, and like, yeah. it, it's just a weird feeling, I think, for most people that always fly aerobatics or always fly their airplane with the parachute. You know, you can go fly a 300L and if you're flying through a contest with all your baggage, you're not going to fly aerobatics. So why wear a parachute just sticking in the front hole, you know, but that's, that's like, you know, oh, don't do that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, th- and that's the time that you're going to need it and wish you had it on. Yeah. You know, um, the same thing with when I ferried my yeah. airplane. No, totally. I mean, like, this is the thing. When I went to get my airplane in Florida, I brought my parachute. I brought my helmet. <laughs> and um, I, I wore my parachute and helmet across the entire country. Um, and it, it wasn't to look cool. It wasn't to hop out of the FBOs with a shoot on and have, you know, fucking 22 year old kids be like, oh, shit. You know, who cares about that? You know what I mean? Like it's 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 such a, um, you know, it's such a funny thing um, to think about, like, why do you wear it? Well, and, and like the, the parachute talk, especially in these airplanes, like I wouldn't fly my extra without a parachute. I've taxied it without a parachute. Um, I went to warm up the oil one time and then test the brake pads one time, uh, just taxing it without a shoot. You feel naked, but, right? It's, um, like, it's like not feel, where, dude, it feels, it's like, you don't wear underwear. It feels almost, really, your own commando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, literally like, do I, did I forget pants today? It feels really weird. Um, and it feels kind of vulnerable, you know, even just being in the, in the cockpit, not flying, it feels kind of weird. You know, it's like, if you're really used to wearing a seatbelt in the car and then like, you don't have one on, 
it's like kind of like uh this this feels kind of weird yeah no, um, i couldn't agree more i i've I, 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 yeah, I, you know, I flew all the way across the country wearing a shoot and a helmet and it wasn't because of any kind of cool fact or anything. Um, and it's honestly, it's a burden. I mean, what would it have been? I tried. So I stuck, I went to Starbucks, um, in St. Augustine in the morning, uh, when I gas up the rental, turned the rental car in and I had like, you know, a couple bottles of water. Like I think I bought four bottles of water, had my latte, had, you know, a couple bento boxes, right. You know, a little like um, you know, and how do you do, how do you do your latte? cheese? Let's do this little sidebar. So what do you do? Like a um, medium latte, just whole milk. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I, I did an Americano. I'm sorry. I did a, I did a venti Americano, blonde Americano. Oh, you're in a with rush. Heavy cream. Yeah, you're in a rush. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course you're going to Starbucks. So you're not really, I mean, are you, do you, are you really trying to be an aficionado of, you know, of coffee, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I, I put the stuff in the turtle deck, right. And I position everything in the turtle deck. Yep. Um, so like I have my, I have my helmet bag and all the like bottles of oil stuff that I wouldn't need access to in the back of the turtle deck. So I could put the Starbucks bags right in the front of it and then hopefully reach it. And with a parachute on and uh, obviously strapped in, it's a fucking pain in the ass. Oh my God. Um, and it would have been a lot easier to do it without a parachute. I think, so, it, I think at you know, least four. At least four times I've pulled a, a muscle in my upper bags or trap area yes. trying to reach for shit like bad to the point and where I, I can't fly for a couple yeah. weeks. <laughs> like I'll do a cross yeah. country most of the time. Yeah. It's never been two. It's always been like coming home and I'll just, I'll pack up some, you know, BS snacks and I'll try to reach and like sure as shit right in my neck, like into my trap. And I'll just pull something. I pulled my neck doing exactly that. I mean, I, I'm not even kidding you. Um, <laughs> Fly home, it may not fly have been that contest, instance. Get get hurt reaching for a candy bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think there was one stop I bought. Like, I mean, I think it was Denning, New Mexico. I bought a Twix and a and like Cool Ranch Doritos. It was like the, the most dog shit snack, you know, to to fuel your body when you know flying a flying an airplane in the heat and like you know a fatiguing situation of going cross country. Right? But Did it melt by the time? Because I had that happen like almost. All the time, the chocolate always melts by the time you go to get it. <laughs> so it did. Um, I, I noticed it was kind of soft, but I stuck it underneath the the, the midwing extra so nice because it's it just it's like so much room. I, when people are like, oh, well, no, it's 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 like open cockpit. It's so breezy in that fucking airplane. There's just air coming everywhere, and so um, <laughs> I, I climbed up to like eighty five hundred feet, and there's like a little draft. Um, like by my uh, left foot, um, from the plexiglass, and so I stuck the Twix <laughs> down there for like I don't know, you know, twenty minutes. And dude, they were like, I, I love Twix out of the fridge, so I like I'll put Twix in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a fat ass. What is that? You know, um, and little does that ATC controller know that you needed an an altitude deviation just to fill your fatness, <laughs> <sighs> dude. It's so funny you fucking mentioned that. So. <laughs> If any, anybody that's flown a sensitive aerobatic airplane and tried to reach for something or tried to adjust for something will will appreciate this and, and kind of can tip the glass and understand what's going on. Uh, for those that don't, obviously any movement in these airplanes, any bump on the stick or rudder, like it it, it gets a, a big movement, you know, sometimes. And um, I'm climbing up. You're talking about uh, like, an out of, like an accidental bump, not like, an, yeah, they're super sensitive. But if you hit the stick by accident, pretty 
pretty decent. You're gonna <laughs> you get thrown Dude, around pretty up, good. Um, yeah, I ended up almost upside down uh, because <laughs> I, again, I was reaching for something in the back. It was, I think it was batteries for my my uh, my Bluetooth, my Faro Bluetooth connector, so I could continue to listen to music. I'm like, shit, man, I'm an hour from. I think I was going to Chandler. I'm like, I'm an hour from Chandler. There's no way I'm going an hour without music. Fuck this. Yeah. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get my batteries out of my helmet bag. What are you, so, what are you listening I, to, by the way? Rock. Gosh, what was I listening? To? Rap. West Coast rap. I, so I, some West Coast some, Dr. Dre all the way. Tupac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tupac. California Love. Uh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, you know, Wrecking Ball. The hard hitters. You know, the the real <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I had a um, a workout playlist on that had like. It has like some of everything, you know, like trap, rap, uh, rock. I could just see the know, label on metal. It. Mark's workout mix circuit 2015. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of, lot of, a lot of real hardcore shit on there, like 311 and Green Day, you know. Oh, just, really? Some, I'm just kidding. Some ballads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some White Snake. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I ended up, I ended up knocking the stick so hard with my knee. Um, cause you know, those, like when you twist around and you're like, and you're loose, I'm the like, straps, it's yeah. almost, like, Oh, I was completely loose in the straps. And it, you know, those like situations where you twist and you're like, almost like you're, it's like a gun cocked. And you're like, if I go any more, it's, if I, I can't move anymore without moving a lot. Right. And I, I ended up like shifting my hips and I just, I smacked the shit out of the stick you went and I it. was upside. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I rotated like 110 degrees uh, in roll and like all you had um, was that like commercial with the Twix bar when I'm pouring the chocolate on top of the uh, the graham cracker. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> just like, fuck it, I don't care what happens, I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm getting this, and ATC is like, hey, you all right up there? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. No, you're probably like, <laughs> I got my Twix. What's up? Just balls deep in a tw- in a Twix bar. <laughs> Oh, it was the best tasting Twix ever, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was already cold. Up yeah, there, um, yeah. It was perfect, dude. Once it, once it, it melted the ground on the ground a little bit. Um, and then, you know, being in the heat, getting yeah. hit, you know, from inside the co- the cockpit. But once I got up to altitude and was able to put it in that little spot, uh, by my left foot, it, it cooled down nicely. Yeah. But, it's, um, it's almost, it's pretty fucked up. It's like, it's almost like you're homeless when you're flying the way you eat because like, it doesn't. I remember yeah. I had like a melt. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm so hungry at this point, and I have an hour and a half to go. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat this melted chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you know, um, I know this from from flying um, like long hours at times. You know, like obviously the physiology side is you want to feel your body, right? Like you, you yeah. don't want to fly hungry. You start getting fatigued. You get tired, and I get hangry, as my wife says. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't want to be any of those things. You know, I need to get my, I need to get my blood sugar good. Uh, you know, I need to have some sort of like stuff to keep going, you know? Yeah. I've seen some people, they, they do the gummy bears. I see that posted a lot. The gummy bears. I can't. Yeah. Gummy, gummy bears, bears are great. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, oh, it's like crack dude. Right oh up. yeah. Get some of those hair, Haribo gummy bears. Oh, it's too much work. Fucking, all that crap yeah. Oh yeah. Forever. I'd rather do like a, uh, this was- like a Tootsie Roll. Something like that. Okay. Well, you take the gummy bears, just, just, just suck on them. Whoever does like, if hopefully God, you know, God willing, I still have my airplane after a thousand hours. But when we do the thousand hour, it's going to be just like Tootsie roll wrappers, 
some like pep- <laughs> peppermint wrappers and like just not in the tail because obviously I checked the tail, but you know like how there's a hole cut out in the uh, the rear section of the extra where it goes to the rudder or whatever. Yeah. Like, they're all gonna be like just yeah. lodged in there. <laughs> I bet you if I wiggle my I rudder can't... like really fast, you'll hear the wrappers just <laughs> going back. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, dude. I found a newspaper, not to divulge too much from helmets. Um, we'll get but back, don't worry. I found so everybody's I, so used to it. I'm pre flighting <laughs> right? It's all, it's all, you know, it's all good, right? It's entertaining, it's whatever. I think it's entertaining, yeah. Oh, I hope so. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Debatable. Maybe it's not debatable, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this podcast. There's probably like um, one person right pre- now, and we left off on such a good topic, and they're like, what? The f- <laughs> Just get back to it. <laughs> Finally, they talk about something interesting, and now they—what they, the fuck candy, are they talking about? Candy rolls, candy wrappers. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of finding stuff funny in the airplane, I, dude. I, so, I had owned this extra for almost a year. Maybe this was like a month before we did the annual. So, uh, okay, so maybe like eight months, nine months, nine or ten months. Um, I'm wiggling the rudder. And I hear, I hear like, kind of like that saying, like not plastic, but like something rubbing inside. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And I look inside one of the hole, the holes, uh, you know, the extra has like, I don't know, like two or three like hinge attach points that are exposed that you can kind of see. Yep. And at the top, I see a little like something and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I, I touch it. I, it's exposed enough to touch it. I'm like, I can't figure out what that is. And I end up grabbing like some needle nose pliers and pulling it out. It was like a big, huge chunk of newspaper. What? Yeah. I'm like, was that for how did they, this, when they painted it, probably they probably come. It must've been. Yeah. A lot of paint shops that, you know, I've seen do that. They'll use news and they'll mask it off. I bet you that's what it was. To not, it's just hilarious a, though. Cause there's a bearing in that hinge. So they probably did that. So this way there's no paint kind of the bearing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't, you know, paint up the bearing and stuff. It's just funny. Cause nine months later, that thing exposed itself. Crazy. Oh, it's such, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found like, so what a, made uh, you, I found a 12 pack of Bud Light, not the actual beard, but the, uh, the cardboard boxing of it inside, I guess, I don't know what the trick is, but there must be a trick to, um, take the tire off of the rim or when they put it back in, I don't know, but yeah, I found that inside the, uh, cause I think it, it wasn't tubeless. I had a tube on a 200. So, um, but yeah, there's like a cardboard box of Bud Light or Michelobel. I forget what, what beer it was, but it was pretty interesting. Inside the tire? Yeah, inside the tire. Well, not, not so like, yeah, it was fucking weird. There's got to be like a trick this way you don't pop the tube, I guess. Must be. Yeah. Otherwise, why? Wild. That's wild. Fuck, wouldn't be a thing of Bud Light in there? <laughs> Is that like a puncture resistance? Is it like. Yeah, I mean, I thought you just used the baby powder, and you're kind of home free at that point. But that's wild, man. Yeah, what were you saying? Um, so I want to, uh, because we've both owned Pilot X's, uh, from yeah, Bonehead. Um, I love. Well, what made you settled on that helmet? So, I I don't have a Pilot X. I have what's the other one where it came with the visor. You know what I'm talking about? My, my pilot X came with a visor. No, I'm sorry. It came with like a brim too. And then it had, it didn't have the LA. Oh it's yeah. A, it's the same thing. It just has all that hardware. 
So I yeah. wanted the I wanted the flip down visor. So my whole thing with with me and my airplane and how I have my seat is I've not that much head clearance. So the Galley helmet, the the lift didn't come out at this point, but the Gentex, those were all too thick on top. So um, I needed something, and I took all the padding out of the Gentex to try to make it work, and it just didn't work. And I got the Pilot X, and the top clearance worked, but the side clearance where it had all those, like that hardware to flip your visor, that was now hitting the side of it. So yeah. I took everything apart, and what I did is I just kind of – it's hard to describe. I can send a picture if anybody wants, but um, all I did is just screw in the visor to the sides with lock nuts and just put enough friction on it so that it stays and you can just move it by hand. And that gave me all my clearance okay. and I love it. And, you know, bonehead has a lot of people are like, Oh, it's not a very comfortable helmet or they're not really a Navy, but they're in skydiving. And out of anybody that gets knocked in their head, you know, while jumping out of an air, an airplane, I, they have to have the most experience doing that. So um, that was kind of a, um, a pro in my book that they're in skydiving. Yeah. Because those guys always are hitting their heads. So I went with them and I took a lot. Like my, my helmet is not comfortable. I mean, it's comfortable, but it's not like you can take a MSA or your helmet and it's like luxury compared to mine. But I just can't have, yeah. I can't have all that panning because it's just going to start scratching up the canopy and, you know, canopies are expensive to, uh, <laughs> to replace. So, but I did that. Yeah. And then I mod we were talking about it before I modified it with the, uh, 3.5 Jack and, yeah. um, you know, I really love it. It's got a, uh, a quick release chin strap. I put gel ear seals. So they're a little bit more comfortable. And the last camp I was at, um, three, how many pilots were there? Six pilots. And I think four out of the six all had boneheads. And the one that yeah, um, yeah. Adam Messenheimer was using um, had yep. all this padding in it. And it was really comfortable. Um, it wasn't really too thick. Do you know what he did? Yeah. I'm, what's the, uh, I think it's Oregon Arrow. It's Rob. I uh -huh. was using it in his helmet too. Um, Oregon Arrow. The Zeta Liner? I guess so, yeah. Um, they told me what to call and ask for. I just, I kind of didn't do it. I I should, but, and it was really, I tried. I highly it. recommend it. You have it too? No. So, well, so I did. Um, it's I, not gel. So it's I, cloth. My, and when you look at it, you're like, how comfortable could this be? Because it's, you know, just like, it's like, you know, just regular cloth. It's, it, it made, so I didn't buy it for the Pilot X. I bought it for my um, custom flight helmets, H, uh, carbon HU55 clone. But um, I kind of wish I had known about it when I had the Pilot X because I went through the gambit dude of trying to make that helmet comfortable. And it's just, so the way the pilot X works or what uh, you have the Aries. Um, I looked it up. The Aries is the one that you have. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, I think both of them are, are very similar in their padding. It's like this, like almost like a skinhead shaved sideburns piece of padding, right? Like it's like, um, you know, rectangular piece of padding. Yeah, exactly. And, you can stick foam in this cloth thing to build up the padding. And man, I mess with that. I mess with that padding. Um, the padding continuously. is just not, it's just not good. That's the only thing, but the helmet, it's just not good. The helmet's great. If you need clearance and protection. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, none of these, you know, let's, let's be real here. Cause um, one of the, one of the key selling points, at least from Lyft um, from their standpoint is that, you know, they did a lot of independent testing and shock testing and um, impact testing. Um, it's made with um, choroid, uh, which is like a honeycomb kind of um, shock absorbing material. And, you know, they have a lot of good claims, right? But, you know, how much is a helmet? What is a helmet really going to do for us in, in aviation? You know, is it really going to be some hard impact on the ground that's gonna, that's going to be the, the make or break? Probably not, you know, but it's going to be something like your situation where you're going to get a glancing blow or an impact to the head uh, and having a helmet will will help, right? It, it will hopefully prevent you know, you from getting knocked out or even, you know, worse. So, you know, these, yeah, I mean, these every, all help everybody these, can do their own research. There's, there's dozens of people that are alive today because of a helmet. That's a fact. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, you know, the pilot X, the composites are really nice. So bonehead, the, you know, that's what they are. Bonehead composites is the, is the company, you know, they do composites really, really well. And so, you know, they're the, definitely the, the, the worst part of a bonehead helmet, at least in the aviation side of things, is the padding, and, for sure. And to be honest with you, the bonehead is the least. I mean, if you're not that aesthetics should matter, but it's not a pretty helmet either. I gotta be, you know, like the MSA, the lift, they're really cool. Look, they're really nice helmets. I always thought that the bonehead was, didn't have it in the looks department. <laughs> I honestly, um, I was gonna buy the Aries, and I'm like, I can't get past the looks on it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so ugly. Yeah. It looks, I bought the Pilot X because I thought it looked better. To you me, know? Like and it the, still didn't look great. The Aries helmet looks like one of those softball player helmets. You know, the girls' softball team that wear like the helmet with the cage on and the brim. That's what I. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what made me think of that, but yeah. every time I looked at it, I'm like, up, oh, batter up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. No, it kind of, it kind of does. It right. It does. It's just so hideous. Yeah. So yeah, I took it all apart. So it's basically my helmet is a Pilot X in essence. Okay. And the good thing about the bonehead um, too is they're very I mean, if you're mechanical or you like taking things apart and and or you know, doing shit like that, they're really easy to work on. I don't know if you remember working on your they are. they're super duper I did. easy. You don't have to really take too much apart. Very No, very easy. And it's very easy to most helmets are like this, uh like this aspect of it. Um I do so it's it's weird, you know. Um like the lift helmets are more complex. Okay, they're thicker. Um, you have to channel the choroid, uh, with like a Dremel to, to hide wiring. Whereas like the pilot X and the Aries, it's just like, you know, the wiring just kind of piece of padding over it, whatever you can see. It's all exposed wires. It's exposed. It's all. Yeah, exactly. And it's not the, not dangerously exposed, but it's like, it's just taped up in the, into the shell. Like the, it's just the shell. Literally. Uh, (laughs) yeah. The lift helmet looks like Um, not a Tron. It's really wild looking. I think I like the looks of it. I didn't um, like it at first. As far as a helmet, I, I didn't either. It grew on I me. didn't either. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking it more and more looks wise uh, as far as a helmet concerned, you know, because I, I don't think there's any, I don't really think there's such thing as a cool looking helmet. I think um, that if Lyft, but did a, re- if they did a concealed visor, like a flip on visor, that would make that helmet just fucking pop. Stay tuned. Really? That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Yeah. Oh, motherfucker. Um, stay tuned. There's some stuff coming out. Is there the, these? And so with the lift helmet, though, is there there's le- is there the same amount of clearance as a bonehead, or is there less clearance? It's a thicker helmet. 
Um, I, I is you know, like in some Gen- ways, like the Gen Tax. No. So it's in my, so he, here's the funny thing is, um, I can only speak from what I've owned. Um, but I've owned the pilot X I've owned the custom flight helmets, HGU 55 copy. And then I've owned the, the, uh, the Gen Tex 55, um, and the Gen Tex 55 and the HGU 55, uh, um, custom flight helmets copy were, were like kind of the bulkiest. Whereas this helmet's interesting. Um, if you look at the lift AV one, it curves in. So you've got the, the kind of the ear cup portion that's, that's thick. But then the helmet kind of shrinks down a little bit as right. it moves up on the head, whereas the the, the Gentex doesn't do that. Um, it, it's kind of bulky in that regard. Um, well, don't forget. So, I, if, and and I could be really off on this, but the Gentex was designed for ejection, so it was a, it's a military helmet, right? So, yes. you know, anybody ejecting out of a at's you know you're not going. It has no forward impact. So the whole front section of that helmet, I don't think, is as protective as um what people think it is it's more so on the top i think that's why the top is so built up because it's you know if you pull a goose and uh you know hit the canopy or whatever that's going to protect you yeah well and but i could be way um, off there. you know not a lot of people way off there well not a lot of people know this but but there's not a whole lot of testing that went into uh gentex as far as the military picking that helmet um, and this is inside baseball stuff just cause I've talked to people. Um, well, you were in the military lift just got, I was, and, um, you know, in hindsight, I wish I could have snagged an HGU before I left, but, um, you know, lift just got awarded the air force contract for building the, the helmet, the next helmet Are you serious? for the military. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's um, really cool. and so they really, they, um, which is awesome. And I wanted to talk, I was going to talk about that like a half hour ago when we were talking about lift. So I ordered yeah. the, uh, and we're going to talk about their shoes and shit, but I ordered their shoes and like a flight, a kneeboard and everything. And they kind of, yeah. you know, in, from my perspective, they're, I know they got a different sector of, uh, uh, business or whatever, but their aviation market, they seem to just blast. They just came on the scene with fire. And yeah. when I ordered their stuff, I expected to get it in like some like, you know, shit shipping containers and that, and their packaging I mean, not that I'm like, not that it should matter really, but it's, they're really professional. You get all their stuff and it comes packaged beautifully. It's really, really nice stuff. The shoes, the kneeboard, the the cloth helmets and everything like that that I got. It's really, really nice. I couldn't agree way. with you more. And it just shows that like, no, I could. if they're willing to spend that kind of money on packaging, I'm sure they're not chintzing on all the shit. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So like my first um, experience with Lyft was, I was looking at Peroni to get a cloth or a leather um, skull cap to put a headset in. Right. So this is like, I kind of, I never got one, but I I was kind of going down that same path. I'm like, I can't have, I can't keep having headsets fly off during, during aerobatics. Like this is, it's not acceptable. Right. Um, So when I started looking stuff up, I noticed that Lyft had, had made one. Um, They were the only game in the USA that made one. Like, I think even at the time when I was looking at Peroni, like it was hard to find one. It was hard to buy one. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if they make them anymore. To I mean, be honest, they, they the, must. There was another company that was on like Aircraft Spruce or some crap that they made that tan one, but you sweat like a motherfucker yeah. on that thing. And then after that, you sweat, like tan cloth like, kind of thing. I don't know about any out there or you, but like I really didn't wash mine a lot. I don't know if that's if call me dirty or whatever, but I just never got around to no, 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 the that, fucking headset out and throwing it in my wash. I'm, 
It's not into that. And you wouldn't, right? Like, it's just not like, that's not, you don't think about it, right? Because you hop out of the airplane, you leave the headset there and yeah, you're, you're just exhausted. like, oh shit, I should have washed that. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you watched yeah. the parachute? <laughs> exactly. And, and that's the funny thing is like, yeah, I, I uh, that's a, that, that's a, that's a good topic because uh, talking about canopy or a uh, container material, you know, that, that does matter. Yeah. Um, cause like those softies, like softies are cloth. They're, they're fucking gross. Yeah. Super grody. Um, at least they have that sweat pad. Um, and I did wash mine every now and then when I had a softie, I did, I did wash that sweat pad, but, um, yeah, you know, lift, um, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I know I, I'm going to sound like a fanboy and the people that are like, that already thought I was a lift fanboy before are going to be like this fucking guy, dude. Try, um, try him out. And I really call him out. Oh my God. That, I just put I, yeah, that rhyme. I, you hear that? Try him out before you call him out, dude. That's that's got to be on a T-shirt. Oh my god, fly cool shit. Try him out like, before you call him. I out. like it. Done. Thank you. I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Sorry, I, I'm digging it, dude. That, that's a good slogan. Yeah, dude, I like it. Let me write that down. Look, Keep going. Yeah, look at look at you throwing that shit out, man. I like it. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, like they 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 um now they do they're nice enough to like you know I don't know if I'm 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 sponsored, um. But, you know, I'm an ambassador. OK, so like I, I, I which means, not, you know, nothing other than like if somebody asks me about this stuff, I, I'm happy to talk about it, you know, and obviously I, I mean, I pump it because I, I like it. So that, I think I made that comment, you know, in the beginning of the podcast, like uh, when I try something and like it, I, I'm I, I'm like a, I become a whore for it. Like it doesn't matter whether I bought it or not. And um, these um, I was given my first helmet. I've bought two cents. Yeah. Um, so I have like the shell that they gave me. I have that in the closet because it was a gray shell. Has anybody bought, a bought white it helmet that you recommended it to? Yeah. And what? Yeah. It, and what, um, what are comments on it? I don't care who it was. I'm just asking. Like, so what was their feedback? Because that will prove that you're not just fucking like pumping something up that you don't believe in. Oh, ask Corey. Uh, Corey bought one. His his, his red lift. Um, he bought it. My recommendation. You know, whether he just listened to me solely or like, you know, did his research, I I, I don't know. Um, but I, I think he seems to be happy with it. Um, let's see here. My buddy, Eric White, shout out to Eric White, uh, Collins Foundation, uh, Warbird Flyer. He owns a chipmunk. Oh, nice. Um, he likes his, um, you know, the, the, so you talked about mods with the Pilot X or, you know, your Aries. Um, I, I'll, I'll go through the mods on mine and I'll kind of tell you my Achilles heel of the lift. So, like I said, I built all my helmets up with CEP, A&R, um, Oregon Arrow, um, Soft Seal, Ear Cups. Um, let's see here. What else? Just I'm, I have both my helmets right here, so I'm looking how at you, them. How do you um, like the uh, Soft Seal Ear Cups? I love them. Yeah. But I use CEP. Um, I don't know that I like – they don't seal as well. They're just more comfortable. So, like the rubber ear seals seal better for A&R and noise attenuation. Mm -hmm. So – I don't know how much I'd like it without CEP, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, obviously it's going to be louder, but um, yeah, are they comfortable? They're super comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, you have to be comfortable. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Got to be comfortable. That's that. That was my big my big thing. Like um, getting used to the weight of a helmet doing air, during uh, doing aerobatics. Like you know, that's there's a level of fatigue there, and I don't know if you remember going through that pain of like fuck man, you're pulling G's now you're looking to the side, like all that weight on your head, like that matters, you know, it's noticeable. At least it was for me. Yeah. Um, I would, so it, it took a while to get used to that. I would love to get the opinion of, you know, somebody who's been in unlimited for a long time, uh, maybe still flying 
and just ask them on a scale of one to 10, how important it is to be comfortable in your airplane while, you know, doing a sequence, you know, in a competition, you know, and you should always want to be comfortable, but like how important, how much of that matters, you know, in, yeah. in scoring well. And, you know, my inexperienced opinion would be, I would say, at a, on a scale of one to ten, it's got to be every bit of every bit of an eight, and I would put it at a nine. I would too. I'd probably put safety first, comfort second. Yeah, it's probably it's probably how how I would rank it. Yeah, and th- it would be a close second. And if I could do both, I would do both. If I could be comfortable and safe, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, I mean, shit, man. I would love to like not have to wear a parachute, no helmet, just get some like you know crazy shit going. But it's obviously not safe. So like. No, you know, um, but yeah, that's a, that'd be a great question to, you know, I'd love to ask that. Yeah. Somebody has been doing it for like 15, 20 years in high level competition. Well, look at, look at the unlimited guys that, that are former national or world champions that do air shows now, you know, like look at Gouli and look at Tucker, look at, uh, Rob Holland, you know, th- these guys all wear helmets. It's not, it's not an accident that they wear helmets. Yeah. And they're wearing fire suits. And this, so like, I don't wear, well, actually that's a, oh my God, we're just thinking of great topics here. So I got a flight suit last year and I think I'm going to make the transition and be a flight suit dude. Um, just because, Are you? yeah, well, the flight suit I got, it's from France. It's called stand 21. Um, yeah, those are great. You've used it. I, I don't own one. I, I, but I know of it. They're great suits. Yeah. They're in California, actually the U S distributor. And, um, they have built in padding for the hips for the seatbelts, which is, so yeah. when I was overseas, I, uh, tried on one of the French dudes and I loved it. And it's not my biggest qualm with flight suits is, you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm wearing a helmet. I'm boiling my ass off. There's no way I'm going to wear a flight suit. Right. Uh, but the material yeah. that they use is very, um, breathable. It's no max, but it's breathable. So you're not really hot to be honest. And, and trust me, I'm fat. So I have a lot of fat on me. I wouldn't, I'm not fat, but you know, I'm not. I'm husky, I guess. <laughs> so it gets, <laughs> it gets, it gets hot. So, um, I wore it, uh, last week. I went flying last week. I wore it. No issues. And, um, oh my God, total ADD right now. Where were, where was I going with this? Just like making that transition to wearing a flight suit, which is like another one of those, probably, in the, you know, in your mind, like another one of these safety yeah, things the that I should guys. wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. All the, did you find that trend funny? Like, you know, maybe Red Bull did this, but did, did you, you know, like five, six years ago, maybe, maybe seven years ago, eight years ago, maybe, um, where people started transitioning, like, you know, Alpine stars, race suits and, you know, that kind of, that, that started creeping into the aviation world where people were wearing, you know, car or automotive or motocross or moto race protective gear in the air show world. Yeah. I mean, you should. And a lot of like, yeah. you know, the early nineties, um, nobody really did. And then it wasn't until really like the Northern lights, I think were one of the, uh, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of other show guys that did it before I get it. But, you know, I, I remember the mid nineties is when a lot of people started wearing the sponsored, you know, flight suits that were Nomex or Sparco or something yeah. like that. And then it wasn't until, yeah, like Red Bull, then everybody started getting Alpine stars and that's just brand whoring, I think. But, um, well, actually, yeah. they look comfortable. Yeah, I remember the they, they do look comfortable. I got to be honest, the Alpine Stars ones. They do, and and I'm sure they have better suppression. Like Nomex, you know, um, the Nomex suit thing has been around for yeah forever. Um, yeah. I used to wear them. Um, 
you know, it's so funny. Some Warbird organizations uh, require you wear a Nomex flight suit it's, and then Collins Foundation's never required it. So I didn't wear it with them. But um, yeah, I, I, I went that I went through the whole the full circle, you know, and it, it's funny. You, ma- you made a comment of it and, and it got me thinking of like, what, how did I get to where I the point I am right now in terms of like how I value my obviously value. We all value our lives. Right. But yeah, just thinking about safety and like what you are willing to spend money on and hedge your bets with. And you know, the shoot, like um, I bought my own shoot when I was a flight instructor. I didn't even, I didn't own an airplane, but I, I wanted my own shoot. And then I bought my own helmet. Cause I started, you know, started getting older. I think this was like when I was like 35, 34. And I'm like, I got two kids yeah, a wife, uh, you know, um, yeah. do I want to rely on, you know, the school to pack these old crusty softies or do I want my own that I have my own chain of custody over? Right. You know, I get it packed by who I want to. It's mine and it's my, it's my safety gear. You know, I take it home with me every night. Um, and I, I kind of went there with the helmet too, where I was like, you know, I, I, I want to hedge my bets. I, I want to make sure that if I'm going to bail out, I want this. I want to know that this shoot's going to open, or at least have the confidence that this shoot's going to open. And and I'm going to wear a helmet. Just you know, I, I love the quietness, but you know, if, if the canopy's going to fail, or I'm gonna, if I'm going to get a bird strike, you know, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I agree you with know? you. And I think what I was trying to get at before, I just got a brain fart, but is consistency. You have to like, in my opinion, once you start taking the sport really seriously, and you want to do better, and you want to get better. Um, you want to have to stop worrying about things like, oh, I'm wearing, you know, jeans today. How is the seatbelt going to fit compared to when I was wearing Adidas pants or whatever? So with the flight suit, yeah. you know, it's cons- that's consistent. The the seatbelts are going to lay on the same spot, you know, unless you gain 20 pounds. But um, yeah, it's going to be the same feel. It's going to be the same spot. You don't have any, you know, change in your pockets that's going to fall out. It's a one piece, you know, whatever. So that's one less thing that I have to, you know, bother me where I'm about to dive into the box and, you know, uh, you know, a string from, you know, my shorts is flopping around or some bullshit. Right. So that's kind of where I, you know, and there's, I gotta be honest, the safety aspect is secondary to the consistency aspect of it is why I'm going flight suit route. Um, and maybe that's not the best thing. That's just my honest opinion to be, to, to be fair. Um, and well, not if you're to not say not I don't appreciate things safety, being different. Yeah. No, but if you're not thinking about things being different, like I think about that a lot. Like I'm sure a lot of us do. Like we all have some sort of OCD, you know, like where it's like if I'm I can feel if I didn't because I have a I have a two ratchet system, as a lot of extras do, you know, if I don't ratchet evenly, I think about it the entire flight and I can't seem to get it. I'll try I'll spend a lot of time during the flight just trying to ratchet evenly. Like, oh fuck, man. I okay, my left leg needs another click. Yeah. Oh, well that feels too tight. Like, how do I get a half click? Like how do I can't even out, yeah. you know? And so like, if you're thinking about that, you're not thinking about flying safety yeah. safely. Yeah. So, no, totally. you know, I, I would argue that that, that is, uh, you know, a safety element too. And I'd be surprised if, if I'll throw out like a, what I think, I think 90% of people can't get into their aerobatic plane consistently the same feel every time. Like there's times when I bet that number is higher. Yeah. And there are times when I get in my extra where everything I sit, I try to do the same thing, but you get in your airplane, you sit, you sit in it, the seatbelts go where it, and you're so, and you're like, this is going to be a fucking great flight. And it is, it always is. And there's times yeah. when I'm buckling up and I'm like, and I'm almost telling myself like, get out of the airplane and get back in. And sure shit, you know, it's not that I had bad flights, but 
you know, it's on your mind at that point. So that, yeah. that's another thing that I try to work on is trying to be, do the same thing every time I get into the airplane where, you know, um, whatever belts go on first and the helmets here and I, you know, tighten up a little bit here. I start up, then do the run up because you don't want to tighten up. You know, if it's like 50 degree weather right now in New York, I'm not going to go, you know, super tight and wait on the ground for 20 minutes while the circulation's cut off in my legs. Like that's, just, that's not, yeah, that's yeah. not smart. So what I usually do is I'll get pretty snug, not tight, just snug, taxi around to the run up area, let the oil come up, do the run up. Then I'll, you know, cinch down and then I'll do, I, I do another check right before I take off. And then right after I check everything, I, I go super tight and then I take off right away. Um, just because. Okay. So you go super tight before you take off. Right before I take off. Yeah. But I'm not rushing. Yeah. Don't, it, don't make it. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, I'm all ready to go and I'm fucking. No, like, no, no. Yeah. Like I'm ready to go. I was like, okay, let's, let's spend, if I had to guess, maybe two minutes at the max, maybe a minute and a half. No, I guess my, um, my, um, rationale for my statement was, um, it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, how people tighten when like I, I don't tighten like so I keep everything fairly loose and granted I'm an amateur fuck fuck face. So uh, take this with a grain of salt. Um, it's Mr. A- Mr. I'll, amateur I'll t- fuck face to you. <laughs> Mr. Amateur fuck face, right? Um, I'll keep the shoulder straps pretty loose because in, in, in this extra being a Northern Lights extra, like I, you know, where the mixture is and the prop is are really low. So you can't reach it. If you need to go full mixture, like I can't reach it to go full rich if I'm tight in the straps. What side so is your, the, what side is your mixture on in that? Because I think the uh, the Northern Lights had it switched. It's it's bottom left. So prop prop and mixture are no, bottom they, left. They didn't have switched. Like so that's a pain in the dick because you gotta think, like hunch over and then you probably tweak your back a couple times doing that. Totally, and like it takes time to figure out how loose you need to be, right to to reach that stuff. But like. You know, so I'll keep it fairly loose, um, obviously safe if something were to happen on takeoff, but I keep everything fairly loose. And then once I get in the air and I'm leaned out, then I'll cinch down and then I'll do a harness check, you know, um, and make sure what I'm doing, what I did was enough, but it's a, it's a pain in the ass. Cause like, if you don't feel right, like, uh, I, you know, I sent you guys, I, I threw some clips together, like the flight I did, um, was it yesterday? And I was like, man, I just, like, I, what? I didn't feel right. Like I'm not sick or anything like that. I just, I had an off day. I just wasn't feeling the mojo. Yeah. And then like, I wasn't feeling right in the airplane and like things just, I'm still getting used to the airplane again too. Yeah. But, um, I'm sure. you know, it's just one of those days where I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel right inside the airplane. Things just didn't feel right from start to finish. That's weird. Cause you were telling and us it was the wind, not you. <laughs> it was the, yeah. Yeah. Well, you always got it. You got to blame the wind. You always got to blame the wind. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, um, but with the seatbelts, the other thing that is, a, I wouldn't call it a misconception because um, I could be really wrong on this, but the shoulder harnesses, you should not be tightening those down really hard. Those, those should be no. snug at the most. I mean, mine are loose. Um, I wouldn't I think say, of it like, as keeping the parachute from sliding. Well, it's, it's really, from what I understand, it's, it's more forward impact to keep you in the seat and not go, yeah. go into the dash. So like when you're inverted and you have, if you have those cinched down really tight and you go to push and I, some, this is like 10 years ago that somebody was explaining this to me, but I think it has negative effects on your, your spine. I think your spine needs to expand under those, those pressures. So, um, 
yeah, if anybody's listening, just consult somebody who's a professional, but um, you should not be tightening uh, your shoulder harnesses down like crazy um, at all. No, because it, it, it compresses your spine upright and then it really compresses your spine. Like, because if you if you cinch the shoulder harness, it depends on where they're mounted in the airplane. Like, um, lucky I, I'm lucky in the extra. Just my height, my frame, how how it works in the extra is, um, you know, the 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 degree at which or where they mount to the frame behind you um, is not below my shoulders, and so it doesn't matter how much I tighten them. Um, they're actually almost at my shoulders, so it's hard for me to compress my shoulders in the extra. That's good. Um, which is good. Uh, not, a lot of people are not that lucky. If, if you're taller than, you know, I'm five, seven, if you're taller or you have a longer torso, you're going to be above that mounting point behind you of where the heart, the shoulder harness, uh, mount to the, to the fuselage. And so if you tighten too much, you're going to compress your spine upright. And then if you're, if you do that, when you go inverted, you're going to have a tendency to hang by your shoulder. Your shoulders are going to support your weight upside down it's right. terribly fatiguing and it's terrible for your back um i i fully agree with you i mean i basically tighten them enough to make sure that the my parachute doesn't float up if that makes sense like um you know doing negative stuff like i don't i don't sit on the the flap i don't know if your shoot has a flap um, yeah i have a chair i have a softy chair oh, okay yes yeah, so you don't have this problem anyway i will ruin a whole flight if that fucker, you know, slides up. Then it's just like, why bother? Keep going because you're just so it's, uncomfortable. It's super annoying. Yeah, yeah. So the shoulder harness, like, I just I tighten them, and they're that. But when I say tighten, I mean they're. I could stick fingers. I could probably stick two fingers in between better, the shoulder harness. Better make it three. Man, I might as well make it three. Give it a fist. Give it a good old fist. <laughs> oh my god! So I, I fist the shoulder harness. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, those should be the loosest of anything. I mean, you should be, everything should be, everything should be supporting or your, um, everything should be cinched down on the hips, Yeah, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, one thing I want to uh, talk about is mods. Uh, so I talked about, you talked about your mods. I talked about my mods. I, I didn't talk about the most important mod I've done to this helmet. And, um, I think you have the same visor, but I, so these, the lift helmet is amazing in so many ways. The biggest problem I have with this helmet was the visor setup. And it was basically, it looks like a snow, a snowboarder's visor, right? It's got like the, the thick strap that goes around the helmet to the back. It really looks like a snowboard helmet. Yeah, It looks like um, you need to go get like one of those, those, uh, what you call it? Cloth helmets with like the Mohawk on it. <laughs> those kids go down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't stand that. And then I, at the time I had like, like I said, I had the 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 Gentex HGU fifty five, and then I had my Pilot X that ha- that our our helmets use. Oh, well, yours has a that your helmet's a sliding visor, right? So that's why I didn't go with the Pilot X because I just I don't know I just never really bought into. I mean, it could work perfectly. I just never wanted to try it, that rubber band type visor setup. So yeah. what I did is. It's. I'll post a picture if or I'll send if anybody wants to know. I mean, Mark obviously I'll send you a picture of what I did, but um, if any, yeah. I'll send it, just message me or whatever. But um, I just basically put bolts on each side, you know, be, whatever size, and just use the lock washer to a certain amount of tension so that it doesn't move under ne- heavy negative. And I just basically slide it up and down. I put a you know obviously I put a wa- I put a nylon washer so it doesn't scratch the whole fucker. 
but um yeah and it works knock on wood it works really beautifully um but okay that's that's the whole thing i just i wasn't i don't know how it works so well on so many people that that kind of grab and go visor with the elastic to it um that's kind of why i went so, with aries i actually modified um my all my lift helmets to accept the hgu 55 style that that bungee elastic button type of visor um and i personally haven't had any problems with it flipping up or it doesn't move at all for me um so how do you pull it that down? mod is how do you pull it you got to pull it away and down just a little bit um it's it's elastic on the side so like i i don't even really pull it away i just kind of pull it down and it doesn't, um, doesn't and smear it's, or anything like that no 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 it works really well um that's good and i i did I was like, you know, I don't like the look of the standard lift visor. And I have these helmets that have nice visors like the, you know, I bought Aquilia. I think you, did you buy an Aquilia optics visor for yours? No, Santa Claus is going to get me one this year though. Santa. Nice. Yeah. Santa I'm, for the fucking win, dude. Totally. Get those little fucker helps. Get under shit. <laughs> now I'm going to go with right? the, uh, the rose gold one. I think that one looks pretty good. Which one nice. did you get? I actually might. Well, Oh, which one did I get? It's so you cute. All four. <laughs> you fucker. That the only <laughs> the only one I don't have is the red. Um, but I, yeah, actually, I don't have the green. I'm sorry, but I have the silver, I have the gold, and I have the blue. Which is the one? Silver, gold, blue, silver, gold, blue, and then red. Yeah, the red is the one I want. The red looks really cool. I, I was actually thinking about ordering that because I um. I want to try it, but the the visors are incredible. You'll you'll love it. the The visors are incredible. I think I'm gonna repaint. Highly recommend here. anybody get one. I like your style that you did with that one. You know the uh, it just looks completely random with all the lines and shit. So that thing is. I'll, really cool. I'll give a. It's growing on me a lot, dude. It's really grown on me. A lot. I've got a, I've got both of my helmets right here. I'm looking at them. Um, the custom painted one by uh, CMS Artworks. Shout out to them. Um, they, he did a. Uh, fuck man the detail on this helmet's insane what did you tell him uh, he did like, a really hey, good like, job on go it go crazy i don't even care <sighs> let's talk about it all right <laughs> so this is my solo. um so this is how i this is how i ended up with a second helmet all right i was like i got a wild hair at my ass and i'm like i kind of want a custom helmet um but much like tattoos i don't i don't have any tattoos because i'm like i, I don't my imagination just does not work like that where I can pick something right. and have this, this idea in my head and this vision, you know, it's like, we're redoing our front. The, we're redoing like a, uh, we're putting a, like a, you know, a picket fence in our front yard and kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any vision for this stuff. Okay. Draw it and just tell me or just do it. Yeah. So, um, when I was like, you know, I kind of want a custom helmet. I don't know what I want, but I, it would just be kind of fun. And so I talked to Todd and I was like, Hey, I want to buy a helmet and I want to do something custom with it. And he's like, okay, we have a guy that does really good vinyl wraps. I was like, okay. Okay. Um, and he's like, um, I'll vinyl, I'll just vinyl wrap it for free. Or, or maybe it was like, uh, it was like a hundred bucks. I'm like fucking fucking done, dude, let's do this. And so I ended up picking up, uh, colors of my extra and doing kind of a camo look sort of, it was like a digital camo with those colors. And I'm like, eh, you know, I wasn't in love with it. I just knew I wanted something custom. 
And then um, he sent me pictures of it. And I was like, you know, I was like, dude, I'll, I'll pay the, I'll pay the hundred bucks, but like, I'm, I'm not feeling it. He's like, okay, well do, maybe you'd like a custom paint instead of a wrap. Cause the wrap, like it, this is a complex helmet to wrap. It's not like a Gentex where it's just like round, you know, yeah, it's got a lot even the pilot can probably be, yeah, a lot of complex angles and vents and shit. And just didn't look right. Um, uh, with a, a vinyl wrap. He's like, well, Hey, uh, Sammy Mason got his helmet painted by this guy. You know, um, this is like the guy we use for, um, our paint jobs. Like let's, let's reach out to him, you know, and we'll figure out, you know, I don't know. It's like 200 bucks or, or 250 bucks. Like that's the, the player hookup price. I'm like, shit. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Why not? And so I found right. some pictures online. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, I found some pictures online of a, a BMW, Lamont race team and is a sick black with like almost oh, look like a uh, warp Carbone speed like all like, ears right now you mentioned yeah, like, BMW. <laughs> oh yeah he's probably like i know exactly the one you're talking about yeah. um, as right sho- <laughs> shoving fucking as he's shoving meatballs in his stupid face you gotta have the spicy rigatoni um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two out of five stars. Oh, one. Um, one in, so one I, at best. One out of five. Yeah, yeah, one at best. <laughs> Fucking Olive Garden, fancy Olive Garden. Do they even give you bread um, on the table when you go? There? It? It's terrible. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to ask the next time. I bet you they don't give you lime with the Diet Coke though. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't even know. They probably they don't even know. They probably they, they, they probably serve Diet Coke on tap like some like hoodlum restaurant. Yeah, like a like a McDonald's. Yeah, serve yourself here at Carbone. Get your own yeah. drink. Okay. Here you go. Anyway, back to your helmet. Sorry. Here's a cup. <laughs> Here's your cup. Um, and so I sent him these pictures, and the helmet ended up getting done nothing like the pictures. Oh. Like literally unrecon. I was when it, when he sent me the picture first. I was like, oh, is that somebody else's helmet? That looks pretty cool. And he's like, that's your helmet. No way. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah, and so. I was kind of bummed because I I'll send you the I'll find the picture of this this car that that it would have looked really sick as a helmet I think but um you know this ended up coming out really cool the the work the craftsmanship is incredible so it's not uh, it's not like a it's, ten footer it's you can get close to it and it's really nice do you one get one inch close it's that intricate like some of the details on this helmet are insane like airbrushed insane really um it's really perfect yeah. Dude, it's really, really nice. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. In fact, if you want to get your helmet painted, dude, he'll s- ship it out. I-, I can get you linked up with this guy. Um, the the work is incredible. I- honestly, when I got it in my hands, I was like, fuck, man. It, d- it doesn't matter what I wanted it to look like. This is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I like the helmets and that, truth be told, that go like, nothing with the paint scheme of your airplane. You know, I think it should be like a highlight of, of whatever. It should just be different than your plane. That's what I think. I, I, you know, it's funny. I couldn't think of what to do. Right. Um, I couldn't think what design I wanted to do. And so that when I did the wrap, um, I was like, yeah, I'll just do the colors of the airplane. And I don't think it would, it, it didn't come out the way I, I thought it was, would look in my head, you know, in yeah. my head when I was thinking it too much. Like, matchy is this, if I would have got it perfect. and used it, I don't know that I would have liked it. I, 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 long story short, I agree with you. Um, I like the clashing of the colors. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. It makes it pop. Make it pop. Oops, I lost you there for a second. What's that? No, I was saying it makes it pop. You know, when you see the helmet. The you there? Head. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's um, that was weird. There was like a weird gap. Huh. No, I got you. You got Yeah, me. totally. Totally. Um, and this helmet's it's so. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, the it's weird. I, I'm not believe it or not. This is going to be, this is going to come as a shock. I'm not a real flashy person. Like I'm not, this helmet is way louder than anything I would have ever dreamed of and wanted. Um, so are you going to sell but that? But now that I have it, it's growing on me a lot. I like it a lot. Oh, good. I was going to say, you, might as well, you should try to sell it and then do something else. No. No. I would, but it has my name on the back. <laughs> See, I would buy it though and wear it. And I would I would leave the name. <laughs> just just have the name, just have Pollard on the back of your helmet. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jeff Pollard right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean So you like the Petro, lift, you know, Je- Jeff P, you know, could be yeah. But you like the lift. That's your helmet yeah. choice, man. So you've tried Pilot, I actually tried the Gentex. Um, what else? Yeah, have you ever tried the Galay, the MSA? Yeah, I tried it too. I didn't know. So like it. I initially wanted one of those really bad. It's heavy as fucking shit, man. Super. Heavy. It's a big helmet. Everybody uses them. You know, I I talked to Sammy about it because um, he had one for uh, when he was uh, doing the Challenger Cup at Red Bull, and um, he loved it. And it looks comfortable, but it's a big, heavy helmet. Yeah, it's fucking heavy. And it's, I don't know what to clear. I think you got to be short to use that. Cause I think it's huge as far as like the width on the top of the head. Um, yeah, but it looks like it. It's comfortable. I used it in, I flew it. I used it in a 300 L and, um, it's comfortable as shit, but it, you could feel the weight. At least I did. I, you know, maybe I was just being a wimp, but I can buy that. Yeah, no, I could buy that. Yeah. The lift, the lift is not ha it's not a heavy helmet. Um, it's it's probably heavier than a Pilot X. I would say if you're gonna look if you're looking for the lightest and lowest profile, the Bonehead Pilot X, um, it's probably the lightest. Yeah, you know, uh, th- with the Aries probably being a close second if you're gonna keep the visor on, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, so what's the so now we're like an hour and a half in talking about helms, and one of the things that yeah. I was kind of we were chatting about, you know, a different day was. How do you make the argument not to wear a helmet? So even I was even saying like it's just weird saying like, oh, you shouldn't wear a helmet flying aerobatics, which is it sounds so fucked up when you say it, right? So like it sounds to me now it sounds really weird. Uh, me five years ago I would have been like I'm not wearing a helmet. Yeah. Um, and I think unless you're six, it's funny you know it's funny six foot five. How do you make the argument that you can't have clearance? Because I've seen some really tall dudes flying you know the sc with a helmet here's funny here's the funny thing i've flown with um a couple guys in fact um one of the guys out here owns a uh, a super stinker and I, I i used to do his bfr in the s2c and he and several other people uh in fact he crashed a bd5 because of this and and got a concussion which is a story for another day but um he was like i can either wear a helmet or I can wear a parachute. I can't wear both. And I've heard that argument. What? From several people. You may have heard that too. Yeah. We're like, as far as seating position, like yeah. if, if you wear a shoot, I don't doubt it, but that's just, it pushes. To say. 
It sounds weird to me. I know. Um, the argument to not wear a helmet, uh, they look, they look dumb. Okay. I've heard that. Um, okay. Uh, that's a, that's a vain, that's a vain approach to a safety topic or a safety item. Well, if you want to go to a contest and pick up dudes, then that's, that's on you. (laughs) You can't argue that one. You go get them, man. You're worried about how you look. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you want to have your hair gelled, uh, a helmet's not for you. Yeah. That's for, that's, that's, that's the first thing. That's, that's, Um, That's one way to live your life. The, the weight, I've heard that argument, and I understand that because I'll tell you, it took me the first time, and this is with the Pilotics. The Pilotics was my first helmet, which, so which is seemingly the lightest helmet. Um, it took me, it took me 10, 15 hours to get say, like probably to five, the point where five to ten. I, yeah, to, to to get to the point where I didn't notice it was on anymore. Um, in the first few flights, I was like, oh crap, man. Um. I'm fatigued. And granted when I was wearing it, I was doing two or three or four flights a day. Yeah. And so I was super fatigued at but the end of the day wearing so, that helmet before it's my so nice with the helmet though. When you have the visor and it's sunny, it's just, you know, cause you don't have to wear sunglasses. It's, it's full protection. It's, Oh my God. This anyway, so that's pro helmet, but we're, we're not talking pro helmet right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, ne- the negatives, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, how do I say this? People have negatives to say, but I'm almost like, I don't, okay, your negatives are like not real. I guess it's just a very personal thing because, you know, people, I hear the argument of uh, maneuverability in the cockpit and visibility, meaning yeah. like, oh, I can't look behind me. I can't do this. I can't do that. Okay. I can't look up, right? Like if you can't move your head, if you can't articulate your head, uh, because of the cockpit size w- with a helmet on valid. I get that valid. Yeah, it's valid. I get that. Um, the weight you're where you have neck problems and, and maybe you're, you're somebody that doesn't push real hard or pull real hard. And you're just like, Hey, I can't, I can't put the added stress on my neck. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, um, nobody, I think the- nobody needs our approval on this, but you know what bugs me is when people that don't wear helmets, they're like, Oh, you don't need to wear a helmet. Oh, why are you wearing a helmet? And it's just like, you know, if somebody came up to me, it's like, I can't wear a helmet because, you know, it's either a helmet or a parachute. I'm six foot, whatever. And I just can't fit. And this is my airplane. Like, all right. Like, that's that sucks, man. I at least, you know, like what you're doing. And like, it is what it is. Like, that's just, you know, yeah. it sucks. But some of these people that could wear a helmet that are trying to knock it, um, you know, it just irks me because it's just like, it's not like we were we were talking about earlier. Like, you don't I don't love that I have to wear a helmet you know i like my helmet it's the best option for me it works and it's it's safe and it it puts you know the percentage of survival rate um much higher having it on which is you know you'd be i think you'd just be really naive to not understand that it's risky what we do um and you want to try to limit it so like that's the biggest thing is like i think people that don't wear helmets think that the people that do wear helmets love wearing them and it's like ah you know, there's some pros, but like, I would love to just wear a clarity loft and just go on my day, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. The, the anti-helmet crowd is, is approaching it from a, you know, you wear a helmet cause you like the way it looks standpoint. You know, nobody's ever like, yeah, I know you're safer, but don't you ever hate wearing a helmet? Cause they're stupid. And it's like, yeah. well, no, why would they be stupid if yeah. they make 
safer, you yeah, know. I love um, wearing my helmet in and, the summer. It's just it's the best part of my day. Like <laughs> fucking out of your mind. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is, you know, I do I I I never I never sit in the cockpit and and go through that 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 internal dilemma of like should I wear this or not? I never I've never asked should I wear my helmet or not. You know, it's not I, I just never go through it. Sometimes I I'm like, oh man, it's so hot. This is gonna suck. But I'm never like, I'm just gonna go grab my clarity aloft. Yeah. Um I, I wear my helmet. You- um and you know, we've had some some real interesting situations that I'm sure you've had, you know, everybody's got stories, right? Anecdotal stories. And however anecdotal they are, you know, like we had a guy in a in a Pitts S1, um, he had an engine out and he actually uh went into one of the lakes here. And anybody that flies an S1 knows that, you know, the way the the panel is done, you know, there's like that really sharp sheet metal cover uh, that goes over the top of the panel. Right. Yeah. And it essentially scalped him. Um, He impact, he hit his head. Um, He survived, uh, but never flew again. You know, I think it was either brain damage or, um, you know, some injury that, that prevented him from ever flying again. And um, you know, you hear stories like that. I heard uh, just maybe last year or the year before, a guy got a pretty serious concussion in the back of a T6 from a ground loop. Really? Hit his head on the side. You know, it was a violent enough ground loop that he hit his head enough. Um, you know, you hit your temple. That's the thing is like e- even turbulence. Like there's been people knocked out by turbulence and, they, you know, they come to or whatever, or maybe they don't. Uh, but, you know, you hit, you hit your temple uh, hard enough. It, it's lights out. Yeah. And, and so there's so many of these. these yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, so, there's you a know, it doesn't have stories. to be. And most of them, like a lot of these, like, yeah. a lot of these stories, you just, you never, you don't hear about unless you're in the know. That's the thing. And I think that no. a lot of, I think if, I think that if some of these horror stories or even survival stories were made more public or spoken about more, um, you'd probably see a little uptick in helmet sales. Um, number one. And number two, I think it would, you know, the non helmet guys would, they might not switch, but they would definitely put some more thought into it. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm pro helmet. So I'm not, I am biased on this topic. I, I think that you should wear a helmet. Um, I am too. But you know, not to say like that, like if somebody shows through a contest and well, that's, it, that's why I've been labeled like, You're an the, asshole, you know, like, the helmet oh. poster boy. Oh, right. <laughs> I, it's not a bad poster to have. But, it is. It's like, no, but it's like, that's the, but you know, I, it's funny to be, to be pro helmet, you know, everybody's pro parachute. Yeah. But you, you start talking about the topic of helmets and it's like, well, it's like you know, wear, if to the people that think it looks stupid acro, and will never wear one, it's a kind of a, if you're flying acro at like, and you're not going above 1500, 2000 feet, why, why bother at a parachute at that point? You're probably better off having a helmet. Agreed. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I agree. So yeah, it's just funny the way people. Yeah, because you're going in one way or another. Yeah, you might as well just protect the noggin. Well, like, noggin. did you ever watch? Did you ever watch um, Sean Tucker's breakdown of his? Thir- I think it's his third bailout. Yeah, when he, um, what was he like holding onto the tail or some shit? Remember? Yeah, like, like he. The- I think he hit the tail. Um, yeah, it was like I think it was his, the one at Sun and Fun. I think. Um, but you know, you hear that, like, how could you hear a situation like that? And then not be like, yeah, I'm going to wear a shoot, <laughs> you know? So if you, if you had situations like that, that were specific to a helmet, 
there's no way to argue. You know, I, I don't, I think that, I think the non helmet side is, I think it's, it's, if it's, if you can't fit in the cockpit with one, it's, it's, uh, um, from a, some vanity side, right? Like they look stupid or, you know, people that wear them only think they only wear them for looks. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know anybody that wears a helmet for looks. And I certainly wouldn't wear, wouldn't not wear a helmet because I think it. Yeah. You know, I mean, face it. If helmets were, if helmets stupid. were really cool, you wouldn't have to do a fucking paint scheme on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we wouldn't have to have a podcast trying to convince people to wear a helmet. I'm, I'm super pro helmet. I think everybody should wear one. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the same ar- argument can be made. Like, you know, I don't wear a flight suit. So like, am I a hypocrite? You know, like where do I draw the line on safety? You know, like I love, I wear gloves that are, um, SFI, you know, they're not Nomex. Maybe they are Nomex, but they're, they're a fire retardant, you know, glove because I want to be able to use my hands in case there's a fire in the cockpit to get out. Yeah. Um, but I don't wear a Nomex suit. I don't wear a fire retardant suit. Um, I think there's, you know, just I don't a know. Lot of, uh, like, you know I guess- there's a lot of constant variables that revolve around your head with, with acro. And, you know, aside from emergency situations, just like you said, like with the ground, a ground loop, or even, you know, some aggressive aerobatics where you, you got an airplane that can roll really fast and some sudden uh, stoppage and you're whacking your head because you're not, you do, it's like the first time you're doing it. So you're not ready for it. You know, there's a lot of like little yeah. things like that that can help. But, you know, I don't want to interrupt you before, but, you know, I was talking to some guy, um, just a wealth of knowledge, a lot of, uh, a lot of experience in the sport for however many decades. Uh, and, he was saying, which I definitely want to try to do in the next annual is, um, he practiced, he did a lot of practicing, you know, getting out of, he had an aerobatic plane. It, it was pits. Uh, I think it was an A or, or no, it was a B. And, you know, he practiced emergency bailout procedures where he was in, he got into the airplane strapped in with the parachute, everything helmet. And basically I think what it came down to, I forget the, the time where they thought it would, it would take like 10 seconds or whatever. And it took like 30 or some bullshit. But it took a, a lot longer to get out of the airplane and, you know, things get in the way, like your helmet, your the cords for the helmet, you know, something gets snagged on a, on a belt. So that's one thing that I'm going to do next annual. I'm not going to keep the canopy on because I'll probably whack it off. So I'll take the canopy off and get all strapped in with my helmet and this and that, because with the extra, the canopy is going to fly off anyway. And the helmet should protect yeah. you if it, you know, may hit you, but the canopy should be free and clear. And then, yeah, you should, you know, it makes sense though to practice that, right? If you're going to wear a parachute, it's like having Absolutely. like a it's like having a carry permit with a gun, right? So if you get a gun and just carry it, and you never practice taking it out, you know, God forbid something happens where you got to pull a gun on somebody, and like you're not you haven't practiced taking your gun out, you're fumbling around like an idiot. So you got to practice those things. Totally. No, totally. Um, and you know, as an instructor, it's funny because um, we wear two different hats. You know, you're always by yourself. And so the onus is always on you to make sure that you're practicing these types of things, you know, that the stuff that you, it's almost like, um, it almost be good to write like a checklist, like, like over the course of a year, like, okay, once a month, I'm going to practice an egress once, you know, every two weeks, I'm going to do this maneuver in the airplane. Once every six months, I'm going to, you know, just brief myself on being over water or something, you know, like to have these kind of things, um, that you practice regularly. Cause as an instructor, you know, I, I practice egress, you know, regularly, right. at least I try to. Um, but it's not something I do. So like when I fly solo, I'm like, 
man, this is the airline, the airline pilot. I mean, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> engines off. All right, cool. Push in the hangar. I'm out of here. Let's go. Oh crap. I forgot to wipe bugs. Oh crap. I forgot to fuel it. Yeah. Man. I'm so used to getting out of an airplane and leaving it. Um, that, you know, when I'm solo, I don't, I don't take the time to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to practice a specific egress scenario, you know, and, and there are different scenarios, which this is a, another, you know, probably a topic for another podcast too. But, you know, we always talk about these, like these plain vanilla, like I'm upright, the things under control and I'm going to egress. Well, <laughs> you know, what are the chances of you egressing with an airplane that's completely under control? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, we keep um, bringing, it's we definitely keep one of those up, we don't like practice. Old Nigel Hopkins thing. Like that's incredible that he got out of that airplane. Fucking incredible. I think I'll be honest. I, I think about that a lot. Like, I really do. I would um, love to know how he got out. Did he just unbuckle and because the airplane was rotating, he just got spun out of it or did he have to jump? Cause the wing was off and it had to be rotating. Right. You would, I mean, I'm just, I wish there was video. I'm sure there's gotta be. Video. I wish there was video. There's gotta be. Cause must I, be. I think those shots were from a video. That's what somebody was telling me. Cause I was, cause I was talking, we were talking, one podcast and I'm like, how did somebody have the balls to just stand there and shoot pictures? And then maybe Mancha was like, no, they were videoing it. And that's just screenshots of it or some shit. I think I made that comment. Um, and I might be right. I, but I've never seen a video of it. Yeah. Um, cause you're right. I mean, obviously the, the wing snapped it, the thing's going to just be rolling into the ground. Well, no, well, just to be, uh, be accurate. Cause in case it, I'm sure there's some people that know what we're talking about. The motor fell off and hit the wing. So the wing didn't snap. So the wing was good. <laughs> right, right. No, no, I, I just meant, um, you know, I guess the engine falling off would have rendered the airplane uncontrollable as well yeah. from a weight and balance yeah. standpoint. But then when it, when it hit the wing and snapped, like, that's when it, you know, introduced it, you know, asymmetric. How the fuck did he get out of that? I don't know, man. I mean, I, and I won't, uh, there's always luck involved, right? Like knock on wood, you know, yeah, we, we always want to carry some luck with us. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's skill too. You know, the guys, the guys know slouch and, and maybe he is one of those guys that practices egress all the time and briefs in it before he flies, you know, like how often do we do this? When we get in the cockpit, we get strapped in helmet on ready to go. How often do we brief like a, all right, you know, like the, the, you know, X, Y, and Z could happen today. Um, this is my plan for it. Dude, you know, like we have to get, we get so complacent when we get off this, let's, uh, let's chit chat and send that guy an email and get him on. Can you imagine? I, I mean, I would love that. I would I'm love a huge it. fan of him anyway. I would love it. But like, I think that everybody wants to hear the fucking story because nobody's heard the story from, from his mouth. Like everybody's read a report. That's true. Seen the pictures, but like, I would love to be like, all right, like take it to, you know, start from takeoff to landing on two feet, literally. <laughs> I, I'm going to message him on Facebook yeah. when we get off here. No, totally. A hundred percent. I mean, he might not be able to. I would to, love to hear that. But I don't even like care. I'm not even trying to. I hope that nobody thinks that we're trying to get into, you know, the politics and this manufacturing bullshit. It's not even about that. I no. really, I think from a learning aspect, um, we can learn a lot from that. And I just, I, I would love to know like how you got at, whatever plane. It, it could have been any plane. How the fuck do you get out of an airplane that that's, that happens to that low because he's i don't care if it, i don't care if he mentions the airplane at all like i the the airplane to me it's irrelevant that's it, it's irrelevant it's a topic that that's not it's irrelevant it's completely irrelevant that's above my pay grade um, i'm not an engineer i don't know about that shit and i yeah. really don't want to know 
Um, I just want to know like what he practiced and how we got so good at, you know, surviving that. That's just, it's freaking awesome. You know, uh, this, I agree. The outcome. Um, does he, he wears a helmet. Yeah. He wears a helmet. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I, the, the, I think, you know, we, again, me being where, where I am in my aerobatic aviation career, you know, I'm, I'm constantly looking up, right. I think all of us are, we're, we're looking to see, and it's not, it's not for trend or coolness. It's like, well, there's obviously something here when everybody's wearing a parachute, that's, that's no brainer. Nobody is not wearing a parachute. Um, but a lot of people are wearing helmets. Would you say the majority or, I mean, even if it's 51%, but do you think that the majority of people wear helmets like top level, uh, either serious competition and or aerobatic, I'm sorry, and or air show, um, performers are wearing helmets. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I see it. I don't think there's a lot of people. There are some people that I know that still use a clarity loft, uh, but there's, yeah, they're they just need a little bit of a, a shove, um, to get the helmet, um, you know, to try out. And I think it already is pretty much dominated at any of the events in a limited category with helmets. There's really no argument why you shouldn't wear one, especially operating that low to the ground. I mean, in advance, you're going down to 660. So you're not, yeah. you're not high. Um, and I think it just comes down to, no, that's to extremely low. Finding the right one. I think that, you know, the market for lift pilot X, what I, I don't think it's a tremendous market where they're, they're making a ton of money selling these things. So for them to be like, Oh, let's lend out, let's have a, you know, at nationals, let's give, you know, three helmet, uh, you know, bonehead gives three helmets, each size lift, yada, yada, yada. And everybody can just go and try it. You know, that, I think that would be great. I think the problem is, is that um, not a problem, but I think there's a decent percentage of the sport that is on a, you know, it's expensive. And we, we talk about this topic a lot Yeah. and to spend $1,500 on a helmet, you know, that's, that's a lot of fuel money that somebody could be used for practicing. So, you know, it's a sacrifice that um, there's, sac- you know, you sacrifice that to, for fuel. And I get it. Like you, you have a complete passion for aerobatics and you're not going to let a helmet stop you. Um, I wouldn't do that right. either. But I think that if maybe we could talk lift into, that'd be really cool for lift at nationals next year. Just be like, Hey, bring down, X amount of helmets for people to, you know, set up a booth, you know, it'll give it a license so that they don't run away with it or some crap and let them go fuck around with it and try it out. And I think so people would like they, that. They had a booth at Reno last year. Um, they, they have a legit booth where you just go try the helmets on and buy them and, and no, I mean, like, customize go, it. I don't and, mean like just try to, I mean like go fly it, take it in your airplane go fly. and go fly it. I'll talk to, um, I'll reach out to Todd because you can and, try and on see about how many times you, not even aviation. How many times you try shit on and like, you're like, ah, it's nice, but like, whatever. But like, you know, go try it and see the clearance, see if it works, see the weight, see how it feels, you know, when you're up, how are you going to know what that thing feels like? Like fucking when you're rolling around and shit. And that's the problem. It's, it's a big investment. You know, you mentioned 1500 bucks. Some of these helmets are like, dude, a, a fully kitted out MSA galet is 3000. Yeah. Well, that's my point, you know, and I'm, th- that's, that's crazy money for, for the, it's a lot of, that's crazy money for the market. I'm talking, I'm talking about the, the ones that just want a plain old pilot X. So it's like, have a, sure. have a bunch of those and let those guys go try. Cause maybe they just need that little, that little shove 
in in that direction to go get one, you know, because nobody, yeah. you know, most, let's face it, like if you own an aerobatic plane and let you're one of two or one of three guys at that field that flies aerobatics and probably, you know, you'd be lucky if one of one of three of those guys has a helmet and now you're talking like, does he have a Gentex? Does he have Bonad? You know, so you have limited selection to even try. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be a cool, cool idea. I mean, that they wouldn't have to give money to, to nationals to sponsor. They could just sponsor by bringing helmets that they're, they're not going to sell them. They're just going to let people try out. I think that'd be a really cool thing for people to Loner. do. Yeah. Like you can even do it yeah, like after, yeah, the, lo- after the contest because nobody's going to, you can't, Go practice, you know, during a contest, all that crap, those rules, <laughs> stupid rules, stupid rules. Wow, we made it. Through. Yeah, I'll talk to Todd about that. That's a good idea. We made it through an hour and fifty-two minutes, and we didn't even bring up the IAC. That's a, like a new record for us. <laughs> it's like the first time. Jeez. All right, let's hit him. Let's hit him hard. <laughs> right. All right. Now here we go. Here we Ready? <laughs> How do you feel about the board of directors? <laughs> <laughs> No. no although the known's got uh oh they I mean oh my god we well uh fuck it i know they brought the snap roll back they brought the snap roll back motherfuckers yeah <laughs> now we know they're either not listening or they're doing it out of spite <laughs> right i know dude Fucking S- the snap is back snap is back fuck i'm kind of i'm kind of bummed uh, i didn't care either way but now that the snap is back i'm kind of bummed I, I still think we should do that poll on Facebook and be like, all you sportsmen guys, now that the, the, the snap is back, are you going to move up and see what they say? Well, there's certainly, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, 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 like I said, I really liked your point and your argument as to why you didn't want the snap in there. And, you know, um, you and I are in the, you know, it's the just, ground stages of working on it's just going to keep on that, it's that, just going to keep the sportsman category tremendous and you, I don't want to say I mean I get why people say so I don't want this to come across negative but it's in my region it's such a huge category and it really means a lot when you win that which is great for the for the one guy who wins like there's that's really phenomenal that's it's really incredible to win that category but you know you have 15 to 20 other guys in that category that you know, out of them, maybe call it 15%, which say three guys, whatever it is, two, three guys that can move up. And you want that. That's, I don't know. It's frustrating because I really want to see intermediate grow. And then I think that will give way to, to upper category as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I, um, I nobody that. has to talk, you know, we, we, we've talked about the participation levels and um, I, I hear all that. So, um, I don't know. I don't have much more to say on. It's not. It's not going to help anything. If yeah. the, the adding the snap ends back in is not helping the cause of the global or the grandiose issues. I won't say global, but the grandiose issues of of the IAC. That's not going to help anything. Yeah, it's just a sad day for fly cool shit. Yeah. it's a really sad day. <laughs> <sighs> Next, you know, it's it's. A, it's we should have time for morning. We should have opened up the podcast, just been all like depressed and miserable. Like, hey guys, what's up? How you doing? Just have some news to bring you. Just got some late breaking news. Good snap is back. We regret to inform you. 
Oh my god, we got to get that guy Pete on. The guy is like, he's a really cool guy uh, down in Maryland, or I think he's in Maryland or Pennsylvania. No, Washington. I don't know, but he's a CNN anchor. He's a really cool guy. He's got that anchor voice, smooth. Smooth. You know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. Gosh, what's his last name? Muntean. Um, Pete Muntean. He's a really good decathlon. Yeah, player. something like that. Super, super. He was one of the guys I called out um, when, you know, the whole category thing with guys flying, you know, sportsmen and extra 330 SCs. And it was like, yeah, you know, doesn't really matter to super decathlon pilots because they'll still whoop ass. And he's one of those guys that can whoop some ass. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, what name a more respectable um, achievement than, you know, somebody just laying it down in a super D. Another guy laying it down in the uh, in a cub <laughs> with an inver- in no inverted system, clip wing cub. In a 152 aerobat. Oh my god, you just love one up in me, don't you? <laughs> 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 I can't even like top that without sounding stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what what would be worse than that? I don't know. Can you imagine showing up to like a contest in an SC and having a 152 aerobat just <laughs> Come, like just coming in at 160 knots with the wings like shaking, <laughs> just and just whoop your monkey ass yeah. up and down the the flight line, just laying down the law, <laughs> and then just, and then doing just. like a full flat landing, <laughs> like watch this motherfuckers, <laughs> <laughs> a full flat landing. Watch this. He sets up for the typical like Cessna like four mile final fl- uh, flying 50 knots, you yeah. know, landing light on. the beacons going crazy just (laughs) landing light on full flaps and he wouldn't even yeah he has he has an actual rotating beacon it's not led it's like an actual rotating beacon yeah and the motherfucker i'm thinking of wouldn't even have like a five point he'd have like the regular cessna harness with the shoulder strap (laughs) yeah oh yeah with the just yeah just smoking a level smoking a cigarette because they used to have cigarette lighters (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> oh, we could keep going. We could just keep going. <laughs> uh, just imagine the rage in everybody's face as they're watching this guy on a two-mile final with the flaps out, yeah. 40 degrees of flaps, and a landing light on, yeah. and everybody's just like, son of a bitch. Nothing would like pull up to the ramp. You'd see the ADF in there, and it had that Cessna rattle. You know, that <laughs> the exhaust rattles in the Cessna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and when you shut it down, the, the the aluminum in the wings rattles. The yeah, exactly. He's fucking like got a slam. He's got a Loran still. You have to basically use two hands to slam the door shut in the mouth. <laughs> Everybody's in the hangar. They just start hearing a door slam. Like, oh, Bill's going up in his one fifty two Aerobat. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And he doesn't even wear a headset because he's got that. He's calling him to enter the box with the with the handheld. <laughs> the Telex handheld yeah. screaming 152 open <laughs> coming in <laughs> oh my gosh he's got the tie down his his tie his toe bar is in the back too yeah safely secured <laughs> yeah two quarts of oil are in the like behind the seats yeah with the uh in the fuel testers like in a nice secure like uh baggage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
He's adjusting. Oh he's, adju- he's adjusting his seat mid-flight. You know, with that rolly thing. You know, you can wind it up to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cranking his seat. Let me check my breakers. Here. A bunch of. <laughs> bunch of uh, paper paper sectionals are just like floating around. Let me set the friction lock to my throttle. <laughs> put, a little, put a little carpet on. Mixture. <laughs> Mixture. Full ridge. Full ridge. Carpet off. Fuck the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh God. my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. I love it. I love it. Fucking tuning in a VOR to get to the box. <laughs> where where are you? We're trying to call you on box. Sorry, I'm listening to the uh to the Morse code. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just identifying the VOR to make sure I have the right one. Be right back. I'm I'm tracking inbound right now. <laughs> oh my god if anybody is out there on a 152 Arabat I don't know we should just I'll put up a I don't know what I could put up but if you win a contest in a 152 any category you have a permanent spot on on the show (laughs) massage will take you out to Carbone oh ooh I don't know that's pretty that's a uh, that's a uh, that's a bold statement that's that's pretty bold. That's a that's a. I wonder gift. what that's a big gift. I, I mean, I wonder what the highest score of a one fifty two aerobat in competition in a given category has been. I don't know, I don't know, but I want to just see. Oh my god, how great would that be for somebody to kick ass in one of those? And then, like we were talking, just come in, flaps down, pull up, get out, just slam the door. You know, you don't even need to just slam it as hard as you can just to announce that you're back no. and you just whoosh some ass. <laughs> just walk out with your cargo. You're wearing cargo shorts. Yeah. And the door would slam, but the seatbelt be out. You know, sometimes that happens. <laughs> the, the strap, the strap is like stuck in the door. No, it's hanging down, you know, because it wasn't tucked in. Just oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lap belt's just out. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Oh, man. Oh man. oh man. I can go for some carbone right now, I tell you. Me too. I'm getting kind of hungry. It's been said that only one lucky lady's been there with him. One lucky lady. <sighs> one little one little filly. Yeah. Experienced the carbone action with with massage. Yeah. I don't know. I think he got jealous that she liked it more than him. So he's like, I'm not getting bring you back here. I love carbone. Oh, see, I think it's I think it's the opposite. I bet she was like, what is this Olive Garden bullshit you took me to on a first date? Like, I thought you were taking, taking me somewhere nice. And he just got blood red mad. That makes sense, actually. You know, she could have been reading through the reviews. There's no good review on that place. They're all terrible no. reviews. She, she's like, oh, where are we going tonight? Oh, I'm going to take, I got I got you really exclusive. Like, you can't get in this place, but I got us on the hookup to go to Carbone. And she's like, wait, are you talking about that place that gets like one star reviews on Yelp? Yeah. They don't have, they have fountain Diet Coke. They don't have canned Diet Coke. <laughs> that place, my, that place. It's, it's actually probably, it's probably like Pepsi products. Oh my God. Isn't that the worst? Like, why do people even bother at that point asking? And I'm being serious. I'm not fucking around. Like if I drink Diet Coke or Diet Coke, that's call me an idiot, but whatever. But when I'm like, Hey guys, get a Diet Coke. We got the lunch or whatever. And meanwhile, I'm having like a cheeseburger, but that's another fact. I mean, uh, another story, but it's like, Oh, is Diet Pepsi okay? Can you imagine that motherfucker that's like, no, <laughs> no, it's not okay. Actually, <laughs> it not. is not okay. Like, has anybody ever said that? 
<laughs> on second thought, I'll have I'll have a nice nice Pellegrino with fresh squeezed lime. Yeah, I would have said. I mean, if, no Diet Coke. I'll have toilet water. I mean, I'd rather not drink a Pepsi product. <laughs> <laughs> right? Shit. Man. Why? Why even have that as your vendor? Like, it can't be cheaper. I don't Maybe know. it is. And why don't people have any like Diet Dr Pepper or Dr Pepper? Everybody loves Dr Pepper. Why not? Hmm. I don't know. You don't like diet? Yeah, I could tell by the tone in your voice. You don't like Dr Pepper. I'm not a big soda guy, but I I I love a nice frigid cold Coke every now and again. Yeah, chill the glass. Like I love Coke, but yeah. Put, oh yeah. Put that shit on. I ice. used to be a huge Dr Pepper fan. Right. It's the yeah. Oh yeah. Even when I told you to go to Mojo's, they give you that Pebble Ace. Oof. <laughs> yeah that was a good spot man yeah dude that was fun that place is great we should do a, I, uh, we should do a class trip there <laughs> dude that'd be so fun yeah i think we're gonna get it's all, it's all by ngs yeah just show up and like then they'll be like all right how you gonna pay what <laughs> what What do you mean what uh, I, thought, I thought we were just gonna kind of you know we're giving you shout outs on take the, we're giving you shout outs on the podcast i figured you guys would be giving us the ng and and money actually yeah, have, have you not heard the podcast? Like we yeah. talk about you guys all the time. Five NGs is not going to cover everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a deal. Oh my god, I guess I'll just take the custom paint too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, no, that'd be fun. I love. Oh, Doug. I haven't talked to Doug in a while. He's a cool guy. He's a good dude. He's he's pretty funny. Oh, dude, he just doesn't care. I love it. He's such a good guy. No. There's no fucks to give in that guy. Yeah. Living life. Very colorful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Just commuting in his little cub on floats from his house to work. What a life. Life is good. Yo, his, life is good. He's got a dog. Oh, I forget the guy the dog's name. Um Do you remember do you remember? Rocky? Is it Rocky? I don't remember. Anyway, this dog. Is this, it's like 150 pounds or near that, maybe 100. It's heavy, but it's solid muscle. And I was at his house. Um, I forget why. I think I was picking up the SC or something or going, I don't know. And the dog jumped off the deck onto his lawn where we were standing, and you could feel the ground shake. <laughs> it's the most incredible thing. Oh, my like, gosh. The dog is just, oh, just fucking beast. It was a good dog, though, really loving. We're like, you, you like get worried because you're like, you know, if this thing came after me, it'd be a bad day. I would just be like, it'll be over in my head. I'd be like, oh, this will all be over soon. I'll be dead. Just deal. I'll just, yeah. Hopefully it grabs me by the neck and, yeah. and I go quick. Just expose my neck more. Like here, okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to fight you. I just take it. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. You can have it. It's fine. Be a lot of fat before you, just get, before you get to the meat, but <laughs> be like a nice ribeye. <laughs> Yeah. Once you get to the good stuff, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. See you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we got to wrap this up. So what are you thinking? So my, let's wrap it up. So my, I still love my pilot. I love my bonehead. I haven't tried to lift, so I'm probably gonna, gonna have to try a lift when somebody gets one in the Northeast. Um, yeah. but I do love my bonehead. I really recommend it. I tried the, uh, the galley. I thought it was heavy and a little bulky. So I didn't like it that much for cross country. It's probably better, but um, I mean the pilot X man, lightness, durability, easy to work. You know, if you like modding it, 
be really easy to work on. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's my choice. And I, I don't have a reason not to wear a helmet besides if you're six foot five and you can't fit in the airplane. That's that's just is what it yeah. is. No, I'm 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 right there with you. You know, um, I, I like my the Pilex was my first helmet. Like I said, I just um, when I tried on other helmets that were more comfortable, I was like, oh, helmets could be more comfortable. And so maybe that that might be a barrier to some people where they, they try a helmet on and it doesn't matter what it is. You know, I've heard people uh, try on the lift and say it's, it's not comfortable. You know, if it doesn't fit your head right, it's not going to be comfortable. Um, but for me, the lift, you know, the interior, the liner is really plush. It's really comfortable. It doesn't clamp hard. Um, obviously, it's quiet uh, with the A&R and the CEP. So um, fatigue is not an issue. I'm, I'm a super fan of it. I was, I was a fan of the pilot X, you know, I sold it to Scott McDonald shout out. I think he still has it. It's a great helmet. Um, I just, it just, I wanted a little bit more comfort. I, I, it gave me one pressure point and it's just due to the shape of my head, but like on the top of my forehead, whereas the, um, the edge of the pilot X just kind of sat on this part of my forehead. Yeah, it does that. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I got to try to lift. That drives me nuts. I really got to try to lift. And I think I might go with that. Um, I wanted to ask you that A&R, does that have a box for the batteries too? Yeah. It does, but um, you can order the panel mount and uh, that's what we did. So like um, the airplane wasn't uh, wired for it. Uh, but when um, I got my helmet and then we got the airplane, another uh, co-owner, um, I made, I built a lift for him and he's like, dude, we should just do panel, uh, panel power. For the helmets, I'm like, okay, and you can order it right from um, Headsets Inc. It's you know, it's like sixty bucks for the cable, and so it just screws right in below the headset jacks of the airplane, and so you just put it in there. There's no box to worry about, and it's just powered all the time. And then you got to wire you wire that to the uh, you wire that to the battery, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just wired to the twelve volt. So just, or uh, ours is wired to the Avionics Master. So. When you flip the Avionics Master on, the A&R powers on. Oh, that's fucking badass. That's really badass. It works great, dude. Um, I gotta, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a huge it. fan of it. I think I'm going to try it. I don't know. I just, just looking at the lift, I don't know if I have the clearance for it, but I will. I do want to look into the A&R because my plane is so fucking loud. You might have the clearance for it because it, it de- I guess it depends on where you are worried about your clearance because um, the top, I, I don't think it's that much taller. Um, it's a little taller, but I don't think it's that much taller than a pilot X. It is a little wider than a pilot X. Yeah. Um, maybe I can demo me. You know, you, know you might have to ship me out one and ship me out like a crappy one or something. You got like five. I know what size is your head fat. Do you, do you remember size fat <laughs> size fat? <laughs> I, th- I don't know if lift have those in stock. Yeah. Special order. <laughs> I'll take the, yeah. I'll take the meatball shape. Meatball, yeah. Um, no, Do you have gargantuan in stock? I think I'm large. That's what I am in a uh, bonehead. Okay, I'll have to look it up again because I think that's what mine are. Um, we got to get you trying one, dude. Because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, I'm a real fan. Uh, um, obviously, they, they're a great company, and and um, I built a relationship with them through really liking their stuff. And now I'm at the point where, like, you know, I get, I can, I can text Todd or, you know, talk to any of the guys there and they're super helpful. They're super informative. They, they really believe in the product and, you know, kind of going back and touching on, you were talking about uh, the, um, the packaging 
this is not a bullshit company that just happens to make a couple of aviation things no, and just throws them out there. They'll see they, it as soon as you get the package. It, it's a real deal company, you know, it's, um, and it's not their, I mean, they really care. It's not their primary source of revenue, right? Aren't they like safety equipment for construction no. or some shit? Correct. So they, um, they do construction, they do motocross, uh, EVS sports is like their parent company. And like Travis Pastrana is like sponsored by them, you know, like it's, it's a big company. Um, and then they do construction. They make hard hats and, and like knee pads and, and some safety equipment like that. Yeah. And then they have their lift aviation side. And so it's, it's, it's cool. Cause you know, I really respect the company cause it's kind of disruptive in a way you're right. You know, they're, they're coming into a space where, you know, the HG 55 has dominated, uh, the market in terms of helmets go like just in general, right? Like we're talking, you know, we, we've only talked about aerobatics and helmets. We haven't talked about, you know, uh, crop dusters, warbirds, um, helicopters. I mean, Anderton. there's a lot of Anderton. people that wear helmets in aviation. Yeah. Anderton. Yeah. Ultralights, right? Anything open cockpit or exposed or, you know, uh, paragliding, maybe people want to wear helmets. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you got a space that's really been dominated by, by Gentex. Um, rightfully so, you know, it's been like the gold standard of military helmets. So why not? Yeah. I wonder if they're um, going to get into skydiving yeah. at this point, cause that's a big market. It's a good question. I don't know if they, you know, that market's, uh, really saturated with helmets. I wonder if they, you know, maybe they've done their research and they're like, you know, the aviation helmet world is something they can get into. And obviously this, you know, um, we talk about this with composites, right. With, uh, you know, a like game bird and, and Zivco. You know, maybe lift just solely put a general aviation helmet out so they could get the uh, military contract, you know, and this isn't the helmet that is that was awarded the contract. Yeah, obviously. But maybe they took the design elements from this and, you know, um, the R&D to develop a military helmet that was then approved and got their contract. So that that may be that may be why, honestly, that we may be looking at the only reason why these exist is is, is for that. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's uh, but maybe they will, you know. Uh, the guys over there are really cool. And like, they, you know, um, go into the visor thing, um, which is why I said, stay tuned about uh, an internal visors. I think they're working on some things over there. And the visor was one of the things early on, like right away when I made the review of the helmet, I was like, I just didn't like the visor. I didn't like the visor setup at all. And I really liked the mod that I did being able to put an HGU 55 style visor on my helmets. So I have Aquila um, or Aquilia, whatever, how you say it, um, optics visors on all my helmets or both my helmets. But, um, you know, I think they're working on some stuff like that. Um, they've actually recommended, and I've, I've actually gotten emails from them of like, Hey, we got a guy that wants a helmet that wants to put this visor on. Can you walk them through the process? No, and shit. so they, they are willing to awesome. people mod their helmet. Yeah. Yeah. How much? Yeah. They're, better- they're super cool like that. You know, that they, no, I'm sorry, man. What's that? No, I was going to say, how much better? No, no, I was done. Now, how much better is that Aquila optic lens compared to like the stock ones? So the stock, um, I, I can't remember what visors Bonehead uses. I think they're Gentex visors. Yeah. And they're very, okay. Very generic. They're pretty good. But, but like, what's the deal with Aquila? Like, they, yeah. They, why are they so, why, why do people use them? Do, do they like, why should somebody buy them? You know, cause I'd never used one yet. They are crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah. They are crystal clear. They're ve- the clarity is really, really nice. And they're, they're really well made. And then obviously they have some color elements to them too. And um, they make a couple, like they make a clear visor that has that like 
you know, that color change when it gets sunlight thing. So like for fighter pilots and that's their, their bread and butter is military side, just like a lot of things. Um, so they'll make visors, you know, that, that tint when the sun hits them and then go clear when it's overcast. So like guys don't have to switch visors in flight or worry about flipping up their visor and not being able to see. Um, but uh, you know, obviously the guys that want a little color, it's kind of nice to be able to get some different colors. And I don't think the colors, um, you know, like how some colors maybe filter out certain UV rays. I think they all are all UV resistant and, and filter out the same. It doesn't matter what color you choose is, is kind of what it doesn't tint what you see and it doesn't really change the, in the environment in which you would use it. Gotcha. But it gives you some options on, on kind of color choices, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I love them that they're super, super clear. And it looks, I mean, and it looks the bar, man, it's freaking badass the way they look. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, you know, we say, uh, we don't wear helmets for looks, but it's like, why, why not you're wearing it? So why not try to do some cool stuff or make it look unique or make it look how you want it to look? Yeah. You know? Um, no, I'm with you, man. I'm with you on that. I think the helmet could be like a really fun, um, trying to think like highlight of the airplane that could be totally different. Yeah. I just think when it, when it matches it, I mean, it's an accessory. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about, you know, when you look at like the sports where helmets are required or that, that are synonymous with helmets, like auto racing, motocross and things like that, the helmet is obviously that, that one piece where people kind of go hog wild with, with customizations. And, and, you know, you kind of know, like people know racers by their helmet, you know, like like people that are fans of Lewis Hamilton know what helmet he wears. Rossi. People that are fans of Travis Pastrana knows what helmet he wears. Rossi knows what helmet he wears. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That and be like, that would be, cool. I mean, I kind of do that. I mean, we, you and I are obsessed. So like we know who has what helmet, but that'd be cool. If that was like more of like a, um, a statement with some of these guys, like just make your helmet like fucking all about you. Don't give, you know, who cares what the color of the plane is like, make it all about you. And I think yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Like if you notice Rob's helmet, Rob's a pretty cool helmet. His is uh like Van Halen designer, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. He's really into Van Halen and, um, he's the only one out there with it and that's pretty cool. So you can recognize him. Totally. In fact, he was the first one I reckon. I was like, Oh shit. He wears a pilot X. Like that's cool. I'm going to buy a pilot X and we'll have the same helmet. I, I know that sounds super cheesy, but it was like, you know, it's kind of cool to see what people are using. And then like, obviously his is custom. So, you know, wouldn't copy it, but, um, there is that thing where like people, it's a it's a it's a double edged sword because people buy helmets and and we're doing all this talk about how they're not in a they're not a fashion statement and so people get dude you've seen this it's kind of like people wearing dirty pants it's like people have some grungy ass helmets like skid marks all over their helmets scratches it looks like shit and you're like what are you it's no fucks good I mean you can make that look better <laughs> yeah get the fuck out of here with your freaking grungy ass helmet <laughs> scrub. <laughs> I kind of like that look, though. I got to be honest, because then it's like, this guy's been around. Oh, shit. We better not. Gotta find You've seen some shit. got to bring my A game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's yeah he's seen some shit. This guy's got three bailouts on his belt. Yeah. And a 152 Aerobat. <laughs> With the landing light on. Oh, my God. Yeah, brother. Adding power. You know, short final. Puma smoke comes out. <laughs> <laughs> 
he he does that super typical Cessna. Like you're he's he's three miles out, but like red over red with with a bunch of power and flaps. <laughs> I'm picturing the guy. You ever see that movie Con Air with Cage? Yeah, you remember the guy in the in the Cessna? He's like taxiing and the fucking that whatever twin. And that's not a twin. <laughs> like that Cessna. You know the guy's like got like. This guy's got like, you know, cool wrench Dorito wrappers on the dashboard. <laughs> so somewhere in all like the, the Twix bar wrappers and the and the ranch bar wrappers. There's like a sequence somewhere in there. He's fucking wrestling through it to figure out the next figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh crap. What's the next figure? <laughs> <laughs> Moving over like a freaking Bud Light bottle. Whoa, get that. <laughs> Shit, oh right. man, I forgot to throw that out last night. I think we got some mic delay going on. What do you think? It, it sounds like it, right? I, I've been wondering that. Like it's been in and out. Like a uh, maybe we are having technical difficulties because uh, that was like that weird thing where like um, you went blank for a second and then it was like delayed and I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little kooky. A little kooky. We'll figure it out. Yeah, and I think by next week we'll have our intro song, which is. Oh, oh daddy. I'm excited, dude. Oh, daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. This means that we only have to- we can't we can't keep going. What you know? We can't keep doing this uh, this this current intro. What's the guy's name who's doing it for you? Fly cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was writing the script to to have him read it, it sounded it just. Sounded so much cooler than it came out. We're talking about aerobatics, hair gel, carbone, fly cool shit. <laughs> Sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, I'll be glad to get rid of that. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to miss it. We'll bring it back for like highlights. We can bring it back every. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Yeah, we'll bring it back every time massage is on. There we go. Fly dumb. So that'll be another six months. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Took him like so long to get on that thing, and then the the guy couldn't. He flies an extra, so you know he's got money, <laughs> and he couldn't even bring his own mic. That's why the audio fucking sucked because he stole my mic. He stole my spotlight. <laughs> he's so lame. So lame, man. And he won't even get a helmet. He's he's, he's a no, he, he's a no helmet. That's look. what I was just gonna say. Oh my god, the guy goes out all the time, and he doesn't want to buy a helmet. And he's like, "Oh, they're expensive." The total call out right now. And I know he's listening. Probably like, "Yep, fucking assholes." Helmets are too expensive. Yet he'll go spend nine hundred dollars at at you know, Carbone. Carboni. <laughs> it's some jabroni. <laughs> Carboni. Oh man. Carboni jabroni. I really, I honestly, I really came close to calling that restaurant and asking yeah, for a sponsorship, but I knew that it would have fucked with them. That would have been bad. <laughs> okay. Would you like that? would have been so funny. Would you like to sponsor the next podcast with one of your loyal customers? <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. We got some serious mic delay. We got to figure this out. Now, it's, now I'm noticing it. We'll get it done. It's weird. It's a little weird. It's weird. I, I don't know. I mean, we got enough good content. We can, dude. Let's stick a pin in this thing, and then we'll. Uh, hopefully, the bugs will be worked out. Maybe it's a, it's whatever. Uh, I think it's mine. Using ZenCaster to you know link us together. Yeah, and I got a whole it's weird ton of windows opened up, so I think that might be it. My old school Mac. 
I got dude. Go buy a new MacBook Pro. I have the Mac you, you, from Zoolander. You have a nine thousand dollar espresso machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Mac from Zoolander. You know when they're like taking it and throwing it on the ground. That's my Mac. It's like neon green, clear. <laughs> <laughs> the iMac. Yeah. <laughs> the files are in the computer. <laughs> Not an Ampy Turner. I can't turn left. <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we got enough. And then next, we'll f- I don't even know what we're going to talk about next. I week. love it, dude. We get it, but we have to email that dude. Get him on. I will. I'm gonna. Um, I will legit message. I'm gonna message him. Um, and and ask if he'd be willing to come and tell a story because it it's it's a it has to be an amazing story. It's the greatest story of our time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the greatest story ever told. It will be. And if you, imagine if he was just like, oh, well, you know, I pulled and the motor came off and then I just kind of bailed out. I'd be like, I'd be so pissed that I wouldn't even be upset. I'd be pissed. Yeah. So you sit down on the podcast. You're like, all right. So um, can you just walk us through, you know, your day? And, you know, kind of what you were thinking that day and, and like how you felt and how the airplane felt and and then everything that led up to what happened and the bailout and the, and like what happened after you landed. And he's just like, that felt pretty good, you know? And then like the engine popped off. So I like unstrapped and I just kind of fell out and pulled the chute. All right. Well, that's the podcast, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs> Two minutes. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> See ya. All of a sudden, like half the people, like they're expecting this like hour long thing. They're coming back from the, from the bathroom. It's just silence. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To that. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Be like Sopranos when the screen just goes blank. <laughs> the end of the season. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> what the? F- I'm never listening to Mark and Petro again. <laughs> never ever. <laughs> <laughs> never again. Uh, yeah, I'll reach. I'll reach out to him, um, and we'll see if we can get him on. I, you know, I think, um, you know, we don't have to talk about parachutes necessarily from, uh, um, like a technical standpoint, but we could talk like. You know, we could talk a little bit about parachutes, but then like I, I would love to talk about shoes and gloves and flight suits. That'd be kind of a fun one to cover. Yeah, not totally. Shoes, gloves, flight suits. I'll try to get some pictures posted. Uh, but yeah, that'd be a yeah. really fun one because I got like eight pairs of shoes I've tried out over the course of 10 years to try to make it work. Somewhere. Same. So that'd be really fun. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm sensitive. To, I'm like really sensitive to shoes to the point where if I wear the wrong shoes in the wrong airplane, it like, it really, really, um, messes me up. Yeah, dude. No, they gotta be comfortable. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, sweet. Well, I, 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 I like that. I like that topic, dude. I like, I think that's a good next topic. Sounds good. I like it a lot. All right. Are we ready to stick a pin in this bad boy? We are. Start rolling the tape. <laughs> rolling the tape. All right. Like cool shit. Outro song starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Have a good night. The only, the, only thing, the only thing that would have made that better is if Highway to the Danger Zone was playing. I'm telling you. Just, I should I should have had him change it. Just overlay it. Might have to. It'll sound like throw up, but Might it'll be to. great throw up. <laughs> great throw up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. All righty, man. Good night. Good. Have a wonderful evening. I will. And you as well. I will. Episode 12. In the bag, baby. Booyah.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 